Hey, yo, what's good? What's good? What's good? Welcome to Reflections of a DJ, the Road Podcast. I'm DJ Crooked. Uh, we got DJ Never here. Yo, what up? We got DJ D Miles here. What's good? What's good? We got Jimmy the Great. Yeah. And we got a special guest, one of my favorite dudes, one of my favorite DJs from Washington, D.C. And uh, I, whenever I used to go there, we used to link up. I used to love visiting him at Commonwealth. Uh, he did one of the, my favorite uh, sets that I've heard in D.C. in a long time. And uh, I'm glad you're here. We've been talking about getting you on here. Uh, Jerome Baker III, man. Good looking, man. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Yes, Appreciate sir. you guys. I got to give a big shout out to also DJ City uh, for uh, making this all happen and possible and stuff like that. Yeah. And check out our YouTube channel also as well. Uh, YouTube.com slash Road Podcast. Uh, Jamie, you've been on top of me. Pause. Please <laughs> subscribe, like, comment, hit the little bell so you can get notified whenever we, we put up videos on Fridays and once a month on Mondays for throwbacks. Yeah, people have been uh, complaining about us doing the pause thing, so pause. I guess we have to like so be, who, be who you are. Yeah, that's what we said, but they <laughs> said it was uh, like oh, I got you. some homophobic A lot of people were saying they're starting to get it, though. Yeah, you got to People I talk to, they're like, oh, okay, I now understand it. That yeah. shit is old, it's old though, don't we? We've been saying that shit for years. <laughs> yeah, in New pause, York. AO. Like, Something new. Yeah. Be who you are. Let's you got to stay on top of it. Pause. Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, so how's it feel being in you in Vegas? You just got in, right? Uh, yeah, I just got in this morning. It's not as hot as I was expecting it to be. It's actually um, pretty chilly. Yeah, it's like 80 the, degrees. It's, not it's nice, though. Right? Yeah, it's, yeah. No, it's gorgeous. It's gorgeous. The wind, the wind is blowing. The wind's good. popping. Yeah, I mean, I'm going to Phoenix uh, tomorrow, so it'll be 96. Well, this is your first time in Vegas. First time in Vegas. Yeah, oh, I've never shit. been. I, uh, I left Arizona when I was 17 and haven't been back for more than like, you know, a couple of days at a time yeah. to visit my parents and stuff like that. You know yeah. what I'm saying? So, um, but uh, I've been talking to Crooked forever about coming to Vegas to kick it. Yeah, Shout man. out to my brother. He's here. He's in the cut. Uh, Kellen, if you're familiar with Scottsdale, you'll hear right. that story later. Shout out to uh, Alex. Yeah, Alex. Better Dunn. than yours. Yeah, yo, yeah. The whole, whole crew. crew. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, man. So I, I, when I was going to D.C., what was that, like five, six years ago? Yeah. Like, maybe was, more than yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, uh, you were playing at Park at first. Um, yeah. And Park is a staple in D.C., um, specifically for, like, you know, quote-unquote urban nightlife. Um, it's just that good, like, you know, I don't want to say bougie, but, like, it's a nice-looking nice, nice looking crowd. Um, but, I mean, the OG runs Park, right? Yeah, Mark, Mark Barnes. Shout yeah, out to Mark yeah. Barnes. Yeah, I just started DJing at Park again a couple weeks ago. Yeah, yeah. been about seven years since I played there, but I've been playing there on Sundays now. So when I was DJing there, they had, like, uh, they had like a heavy Asian crowd, uh-huh. and then they had like a he- heavy African black crowd. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, and it was just like a room full of Asians mm-hmm. and like black people. Yeah, the Asians were on the top top floor, third, top floor, third and fourth floor, and then all of the black people were on the bottom two floors. Yeah, but, but then, I mean, it was cool. It, it would like get integrated. Yeah, yeah for sure. Towards the end of the night. Yeah. So like it would be like EDM for like the the Asians, like Koreans and stuff like that. Yeah, and then there'd be like hip hop. And then towards the end, it was just like a bunch of shit. Yeah. Like you could play reggae, you could do whatever. Go, the fuck just go for yeah. yours. Yeah, 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 for sure. I so, think you and Five were the main two. Yeah, yeah. Coming out there. And shout out to Julie Lee. I think she she brought me out yeah, there. Yeah, yeah, her yeah. And, uh, Mark. Yeah, yeah, she's she's cool for sure. But it was one of those. Uh, it was like it was a really fun party. Is that the longest running spot in, in DC? Um, so I remember the first time yeah. I went was like 2008. Yeah. I went to Howard's homecoming. Okay. And I went to a after party at Park. Oh yeah, I mean that's. Yeah, Park is like it's synonymous with just like the black experience. Yeah, the black nightclub experience in DC. Like you're gonna go to Park 
whether you want to go or not. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Because it's just it's there. It's a staple. It's on 14th yeah. Street. Um, 14th Street is the main thoroughfare right. in DC. They can't actually close 14th Street ever because if something were to happen to like a the president or something, uh-huh. they would leave on 14th Street. Okay. So it's a super important street in D.C. And, and as you know, in that area, there's a bunch of nightclubs. And because of that, parks, parks are one of the main yeah. clubs on the strip. Yeah, for sure. What is, what is the like the D.C. sound right now? Like, uh, I mean, obviously, a lot of hip-hop. But yeah. we were talking about, like, you were saying, like, like African Afro beats is just popping. Afro like beats crazy. crazy, yeah. I mean, I would say anything from like the baby, the baby, the baby, to to the, to the Afro beat stuff. So wait, the new like the baby shit, like the rapper, the baby, yeah, yeah, yeah. The baby. like yeah. Suge and shit like yeah, that. Yeah, Suge, Twenty One, Going Baby, all that stuff. Because yo, you would play a lot of shit that I like some like fucking hood ass records. Yeah, yeah I you mean, would put me onto a lot of hood ass. Dude, records. there's just a lot. A lot of those guys just exist in DC because DC also has a significant amount of promoters that have money and they're bringing in every rapper you could imagine so there's a club called bliss out there and bliss won't open unless they have a rapper come host and perform the party mm. so for instance if you can think of any rapper from the south they'll they've been at bliss yeah because i remember you were putting me onto money bag yo and like little babies for yeah. like a while back yeah and like like young dolph and yeah. like yo god i mean these are people that are in dc you know seven eight times a year and so because of the music that they make, it's going to be the underlings that look up to them right. that might be local guys, and they'll make music in a similar vein that then becomes popular, and we have to play it in the Like, your go-to record a lot that I fucking always see on Instagram stories that you tell me about is fucking Finetto, right? Oh, yeah. Finito's the joint. Yeah. <laughs> Finito is like... So at one point... So this is how it really was. Finito's Chief Keef record, obviously. I've been calling uh, this shit Finetto. Like, <laughs> Chief Keef and Shaq... You guys are familiar with Shaq Lizzy, right? Yes, oh, yeah, Shaq yeah. Lizzy, right? So Shaq Lizzy and Chief Keef were beefing, and I think Shaq Lizzy shot up Chief Keef's bus one night. So for a while, you couldn't play Finito in DC because obviously they were like they wasn't rocking with him because you know what I'm saying. But now when you play Finito, it's just the biggest reaction. I mean, it's it's right on par with Dreams and Nightmares. Oh really? Sure. Oh yeah. Because the energy, like I mean, I don't, we can play it, and you, when you, those lyrics are just like they raw. Yeah. yeah, it's just like death. it's a totally different scene out there yeah it's like and it's like uh i remember i heard you spend a a couple nights and like uh, i was out there like because i i rarely stayed there for an extra night but Mm -hmm. i I tried to stay out there and you did a set that i was like yo i think it was like i was there for two nights and i I came to check you and you just did an opening set yeah that shit was bananas yeah yeah yeah, that was a heist opening weekend yeah yeah that was heist opening weekend yeah that was like they brought in all the big dogs that weekend it was ross yeah, yeah, yeah. It was Stone and Graham. Right, 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 right. It was, right. I think, like, maybe Sam Francis. Somebody this, else. To this day, yeah. I was like, yo, that's, that opening set was fucking bananas. Thank you, man. I appreciate like, it. Playing, uh, like, down and out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, going all over the place. Yeah, I mean, just trying N-E-R-D. to keep it trying yeah. to keep it fresh. And and um, sometimes just, because you know what's coming. You know, like, once the drug dealers and the athletes and, and the club people pull up, the direction of the music is going to change. So it's like a hip-hop city, though, Absolutely. definitely, right? Absolutely, yeah. But, I mean, the roots are also, like, in go-go music, which we spoke about earlier. Um, there's a huge Caribbean community, so right. you can get your reggae records off. And then now, um, the Afrobeat stuff is literally... Crazy. Oh, my God. Yeah. I mean, I'm downloading stuff in the club. I know every club's Wi-Fi just in case some guy <laughs> wants to spend $5,000 and wants to hear a song played. So if I got to download the song right now and then he'll spend the money, yeah. that's mm-hmm. what we got to do. And, wow. and then that's that's an every week occurrence. But it's also the fact that because you guys are in, in D.C. in Washington D.C. Mm-hmm, right, mm-hmm. because you guys are there, 
and you know like like all the all the government workers everyone's there there's all these type of everyone from every like country is yeah. living there yeah. for politics and everything like that so you get like a wider range of like cultural diversity out Absolutely. there you know what i'm yeah. saying yeah yeah for sure it's it's in your best interest to be well versed in as many different forms of the music only thing, as the only thing is i don't really see like a, a, a predominant latin community out there huge latin community out there is there well, yeah, you guys are gonna come visit me soon. But I never I'm see them. I never saw I know, them at park. What kind of? Nah, like? they're not. They weren't at park, but now they're everywhere. So what do you mean now they're everywhere? <laughs> like in, <laughs> they just never at park in the. In I want to say it was like the late '80s, maybe middle '80s. They had a large um, migration from Central America to like mm. the Maryland, like the suburbs right around yeah. DC. So like the children of those people that first sort of arrived back then yeah. are now the people that are in the clubs heavy. Uh, so all the Spanish tunes go off crazy. But there's as many hip hop nights as are, there are Spanish nights as well. Really? Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Because I remember at Park, I'd be like, damn man, I can't drop no reggaeton, nah. I can't do yeah. nothing. Oh no, nah, now you gotta run all that. You can run the reggaeton after you run the Wiz Kid yeah, records, yeah, yeah. after wow. you run all the Davido records. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can just run, and you can, and and the thing is, your African Americans and your Africans are gonna dance to the to the Spanish stuff yeah, as yeah, well. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Because it's all reggae beats anyway. And right? and yeah. some guys are just not able to to just make the connection. Right? They just don't know how to go from <laughs> J Balvin at 105 to Davido at 105. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. to me, it's relatively easy. But you know, we're all different. Yeah. So I would say that with DC, it's it's a, it's a good thing to have all those people there because it pushes you to just be as open minded and take those chances and really sort of like. See, set the I plan. love like those culturally diverse parties where you can mix any genre. Yeah, like mm -hmm. you could do reggae, Afrobeat, you could do like reggaeton, you could do some classics. I just remember those those kind of nights in New York where you kind of had to go all over. And then you we would drop maybe some rock or some 80s and shit, but yeah. everyone would vibe out to it. Yeah, I mean, D.C. is in that same vein because there's like there's club nights and there's parties. You know what I'm saying? And the clubs are the parks and the heists and the St. Eve's and places like that. But then there'll be like every party you can think of, your Duce Paloozas or your... There's a party called Baby Girl, uh, which is really dope. My homie Spencer throws it, and it's an all R&B party. Mm -hmm. And you just have you have to be if you want to play these parties and really get to it as a DJ, you have to have all this music. So you you're playing J Balvin, K Trinata, Drake, so on and so forth throughout the course of the night. You're keeping it moving and. You're working. What, what K. Trinata uh, songs are you dropping, man? I play If. That's like my, one of my favorite songs. For the really? Janet Jackson remix, If. Yeah, the Teacher Moses. Um, that, Be My Girl. Um, the ATM Jam, Pharrell. Like, I got the, the, if, the If one is with that heavy bass. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That joint's phenomenal. Yeah. Shorty's fucking requesting K. Trinata like crazy, yo. And you got it? Huh? You don't got it? I got. I mean, I just don't know. Like, I'm about to put you on, kid. Yeah, I, I I've gotta been playing some man. of it in my opening, but sometimes I get afraid to just because it's Vegas. But exactly, yeah. I have it in my it's, laptop. Yeah, I never it's extremely it sexy. It's yeah, extremely for sexy. sure. I mean, I think the thing with like, I know you guys are like, you guys are super heavy club DJs. You know what I mean? So I know in a club I don't get to play it as much, but yeah. when I do the parties. Uh -huh. <laughs> It's required almost. You yeah. know what I'm saying? That all night, uh, all night chance in K Trinata record, mm -hmm. that's another one that goes I mean, up that's crazy. a great, yeah. yeah. Oh, all yeah. night is one of the greatest. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, like, when you're in that K Trinata of just like, you know, 110, 112, you could play some Anderson Pack records, all that stuff is just a groove. Like you said, it's really sexy and, like, mm -hmm. that gets the party going. Yeah. I feel like Vegas is really behind on the music shit. They're still pushing that big room yeah. kind of energy and stuff like that. And then, What about downtown? Is it like, no, Sadly, I don't really go downtown that much, okay. but there is a scene out there, but it's not it's not there. It's not there yet. 
Culture, could, culturally, it's not there. Yeah. Yet. Okay. I think okay. It's, it's still very yeah. much like yo. I'm in it's Vegas. New. It's very new. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, for sure. I mean, we did we did everyday people four times in DC with everyday people, mm-hmm. and that to me just showed me like how you got to. Of course, yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Because like that party to me is like one of the best parties in the country, if not like the best party. I think in the I think downtown Las Vegas can get there. There's some dope parties that are emerging. Like you know, there's like cricket. Yeah, there's, uh, the Playhouse. Yeah, there's like uh, also that dude that has the disco party, Neek, I think. I and then um yeah and then I'm just looking at Peter and he's like you're not yeah, yeah it's Neek right <laughs> yeah. yeah yeah he has that what's the name of this party that disco party Paradise Fever Paradise Fever I, the branding on that looks amazing and the party and the music he was dropping was dope I just think like I don't know it's not there yet I think it's it's, it's gonna get there though like those guys are definitely leading the charge on that shit. Because downtown's oh. like a hidden gem. It's not like everybody wants to go to the strip if you come to Vegas. They don't want to go to the downtown shit. The but downtown is way cooler though. Well, downtown's like more for locals instead of like locals people coming into towns. And you can play whatever you want down there, and it's probably gonna work ninety percent of the time. I don't. know. I gotta go there on a certain night, man. Because every time I go there, on a I, Friday, I, I go there with high hopes, and then I go there and I'm like, oh man, dude, this you is, should come out on a Friday. <laughs> I'm still in Vegas, yo. Nah, <laughs> I, thought all, right. I thought I was gonna be transported. <laughs> to like some shit, and I'm like, oh man, it's because you're spoiled because you go to everyday people, and that just spoils you. But there's family. there's other parties similar to everyday people, kind of yeah. around the country. Well, you're, as well. you're, you got your day party, which is the Rock yeah, Creek. yeah. We have a party called Grilled Cheese Social. Uh, Rock Creek Social Club is a crew, and we've been doing that for seven years now. With grilled cheese, grilled cheese social. So like mm-hmm. the 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 attraction is grilled cheese sandwiches. Yeah, you pay ten dollars, and you get as many free, free grilled cheese sandwiches as you want. We have like between six and eight different. Is there a certain feet. bread that you choose? We have the whole steez. Okay. It's literally like whatever you want. Different bread do. and different cheeses. Different bread, different cheeses. <laughs> <laughs> vegan <laughs> options. Now we you know get, what I'm we get really cheesy in here. Now. I was trying to <laughs> tell you. <laughs> Never <laughs> getting into. It. He's like different bread, different <laughs> cheeses. It's like yo, you don't I mean, like you know, we try to look out for everybody's sandwiches. All, all <laughs> lactose ability. You yeah. know what I mean? There ain't, but, no, uh, there ain't no food at everyday nah, people. Nah, nah. Momo, what's up? Momo played grocery sauce when he bodied it too. It was like two or three years ago. I heard Quick Pita closed. Quick Pita. That was like my go-to spot Probably. after the club. Did I you mean, ever, Crooked, did you ever go there? Uh, it was like a hole-in-the-wall spot that everyone would go. Dude, I never really ate in D.C. that much. Man, it was so good. I was to do like that, the, uh, like we'd go to Ben's Chili Bowl. Like the wrapped cheese steaks, <laughs> the pita sandwiches. They would have like the, uh, the beef oh, patties. Oh, I know what you're talking about. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I never went there. Bruh, it's I like in Georgetown, fired. right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. They would take me there. Little yeah. small spot, but it would be a line out the door. Oh yeah, I, I, Georgetown is like out of the opposite. Oh direction, yo, so. I want to talk about Georgetown because the one thing I noticed in DC is that white people don't pop bottles. No, they they don't go to clubs. They go to bars. They go to like mm-hmm. pubs. Mm-hmm. So they and they don't even go out in DC. They'll go to Georgetown pubs. George, yeah, Georgetown is DC technically, but it's it's a different it's a different it's a different world over there. Yeah. That's that like. It's like private a, school. I feel like it's a college town. Yeah, it's a college area, college neighborhood. Yeah, but it's yeah, like exactly. It's kind of like a Beverly Hills. Yeah, area. yeah. Like, but that. it's crazy because Georgetown was one of the first examples of gentrification. <laughs> Thirty years ago, Georgetown was all black, yeah. and now it's changed. It's the complete opposite. Right. You can't find any black people that live really. In Georgetown. It's super. I mean, I know one girl, but other than that, though, like it's been completely just one girl. Yeah, man. <laughs> one girl. I, and um, you know, it's white when there's there's like long lines for cupcake. Spots. Oh, Georgetown! Like, yeah. Yo, Georgetown cupcake is like there's a line yeah. just because you know what I'm saying, and the line's like, yo, I think it's crazy yeah, why people will go on, on a fucking line for a cupcake. I don't know, man. I've never I had an outstanding cupcake. I've never had that cupcake. I don't. You can't. You cannot convince me that this cupcake 
it's worth 45 minutes. Jerome's to be about on. to take I'm going to send you some if I want to get back. Or when next time y'all come east, we'll get it popping. Don't even waste your time. Bro. I'm going to send you some. I'll overnight on. How long have you been running uh, Grilled Cheese? Grilled Cheese been six years. Um, basically, all the, the day parties in D.C. at the time were just very sort of like $40 to get in, $18 drinks, and just very like we might let you in, we might not, et cetera, et cetera. My crew were kind of more like a mix of the, like the cool kids and just the people who are mm-hmm. able to move around a little bit. Yeah. And so I, we were just like, well, let's make it fun. Grilled cheese sandwiches. Uh, everybody likes grilled you cheese. You guys sandwiches. had one of the, you were one of the first dudes to actually push like the day party shit. Yeah, yeah for yeah. sure. Yeah. I mean, we have the liquor sponsors as well. So that makes sure that we have like that aspect taken care of. We just started charging this year. Okay. One. It was, it's been free for the past six, seven years. What's the cover charge now? $10. No, but it's bad. $10 with unlimited sandwiches. Real cheese. Yeah. Is, it, is it weekly? Or um, it was every three weeks. Okay. You know what I mean? So just, just as a means to stay fresh and not sort of... Uh, um, you want to overdo it. Overdo yeah. it, exactly. You know what I'm saying? But it's day party season in D.C. So there's probably 12 to 15 different day parties going on um, on a Saturday afternoon at 4 o'clock. And it just it literally depends on what experience you want to have. Mm-hmm. So if you want to hang out with, you know, the uh, the Latin kids got their thing going on. There might be something specifically African, something specifically go like whatever your flavor is. There's a day party for you. Oh wow! From April to to the end of day party season is Howard Homecoming. That's mm-hmm. literally the end of, of day party season. That's what Octo- October. October. Yeah. So you literally can go to day party every Saturday for was that like six months yeah. almost, and just mm. and do your thing, Damn. and hit any any kind of crowds you want. It's there for you. You know what I mean? You uh, you mentioned a lot of people go to bars in DC. Is it because that like it's kind of a college town and and a sports city? Is that yeah? Place? I mean, it's a small city. It's only eleven miles big. Yeah. So there's a lot of bars are in old houses. So yeah. it feels like you're in a pub. You know what I'm saying? It might have two mm-hmm. floors. Um, it might have, you know, just like upstairs might not be as nice as downstairs, et cetera, et cetera. And they're just trying to get you in the door with any way possible. Yeah. So. Um, but is it kind of like a thing where it's like, well, like all the minorities are going to nightclubs and we, we just want to go here? Is it yeah. a segregated thing? Kind yeah, of? absolutely. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Unfortunately, it's turned that way because, the I mean, gentrification has just brought in more white people to the city. D.C. was Chocolate City yeah. for the longest. I mean, you're literally looking at a, a black ma- black mayors for multiple years in a row, and you're looking at a majority in the city were black people. Mm-hmm. Now it's not like that anymore. You know what I'm saying? So with, you know, people are now, D.C. was also very transient, so everybody would leave. They'd get a job, be there for four years, and then leave. Now people are because staying. Because of a government job yeah. or like yeah. they, they But now, yeah. now people are staying, you know what I'm saying? Because of, honestly, the Obama years were so good to D.C. Mm-hmm. Um, that people just said, well, I'm going to stay. Because D.C. is almost recession-proof because you have federal government and you have local government. Right. Mm-hmm. So with all that, we didn't, like, we didn't feel a recession. So how is the city? Well, you just talked to, I want to talk about how the city's changed uh, with Trump. Mm-hmm. And, but I want to talk about the gentrification that you talk because you were mentioned earlier. It's like, it's, like it's, it's out of control. It's out of control. It's out of control. I mean, it's, it's, it's the highest and fastest rate of gentrification of any city in America. Um, I mean, if you can. You said it, it was 200%. 200% since 2011. Like, it's just Damn. been, it's insane. Everywhere you look, it's literally a new building going up um, with no real care for the surrounding buildings. So it's not like we're going to raise this one up to make the neighborhood better. It's like, no, we just want to get 500000 out of this house. Right. And then if the neighbors can't keep up, 
then cool, we'll get them out the way and we'll buy their property as well. And it's that basically what everywhere. they do in the San Francisco. Everywhere. San Francisco, right. Brooklyn, you name it. Any 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 yeah. place that's had large uh, African American strongholds is just it, DC. So then where where where's basically I guess all the black people that were living there earlier before, you know, that uh, are getting pushed they're getting pushed out kind of? Yeah. So So where are they going? So Prince George's County is right outside DC on the southeast side. Yeah. Southeast and northeast side. And so at one point in time, they were giving people vouchers to move. Say, listen, give you this voucher, and you can take this money and go and take, you know, we'll give you 750000 You can go buy a house in PG for two fifty. Right. You pocket five hundred. That looks good to a lot of people. But those people, one, were all black, and two, now you're emptying out neighborhoods. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you're emptying. Dude, and that sounds crazy, man. It's, I mean, it's my... my cousin is a realtor she lives a mile away from me so she's from she's born and bred in dc mm-hmm. so she's been she puts me up on game all the time and that's that was the plan they'll walk up to your house but y'all give you a million dollars right now if you if you sell your house to me if you live in like a somewhat desirable neighborhood you know right. what i mean and it's it, people will take it people get old unfortunately people die families yeah, yeah. need money people bicker over a house and it's like if there's four of us and we're all struggling and we can all get Quarter of a mil. Quarter right? mil. What, what are we going to do? Yeah, yeah. yeah. The majority is going to vote you out. You might hold on to it, but these three might be like, yo, I need that. Right. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I got bills. I'm hurting, et cetera, et cetera. And unfortunately, man, you know, people lose They out. do that in New York, but in a, like, in a little more subtle way just because everything's rent control. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But my, oh, yeah. like, my mom lives in a rent control building, and they've been wanting to kick her out. But they'll, like, they'll, they'll do these like fake inspections. Mm-hmm. Where they try to like see what you got, try to catch you slipping. Yeah, yeah. And then they'll they'll do shit like, well, you know, we kind of we if you're ever thinking of moving out, we want to offer you one hundred fifty thousand to move out. Yeah, <laughs> LA be the same shit. Yeah, they be doing that shit all the time. Yeah, that's whack. I mean, is there one thing that's causing the gentrification? Because I know, like for instance, in Brooklyn, when they built that new stadium, mm-hmm. it caused a lot of people to get pushed out. Yeah, I mean, like, they're building... Right now in L.A., it's the same thing. With Inglewood. Building, yeah, because yeah, 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 my grandparents sure. live there and my whole family's in Inglewood. Okay. The, mm. the new stadium is causing a lot of people to get pushed out yeah. and more people coming in that can that can afford it. So, like, is there one thing or a couple of things in D.C. Probably that's doing s- that? Probably similar. You know what I'm yeah. saying? There's, uh-huh. been, there's been a bunch of new stadiums built. They uh-huh. just built a soccer stadium. They just built a baseball stadium. Um, and so th- those were in the parts of town you would never go 10 years ago. So if you lived there, you were cool. But yeah. now all of a sudden to go see the Nationals, it's 55,000 people. They need to build parking, condos, the whole nine. Yeah. And so things like that are pushing people out. And just the overall climate of the city is just like, like I said, it's recession-proof. Everybody just does so well out there. There's just so much money to be had. Yeah, the demand for it is just too it's high crazy. right now. You just yeah. want to be in D.C., you know what I'm yeah. saying? Like the issues that a lot of people face financially, they just don't happen in D.C. because there's jobs, there's plenty of jobs to whatever degree you want to work. And, like, you know, they've had these houses in their family for generations, so people are able to just kind of stick around, stick around. But, unfortunately, now they're like, we want that house. Yeah, you know yeah. what I'm saying? Um, and they've taken a chance on these neighborhoods, and slowly but surely, it'll be one family that moves in, and then two more families that move in. And this was, like, the hood hood six years ago. But one or two family moves in, four or five move in, 
couple people die, a couple people leave, and that's you know whole neighborhood. That street's flipped, yeah. and it happens street after street after street. Mm-hmm. And before you know it, you're just like, yo, when did I become the minority? You know what I'm <laughs> yeah, saying? Like, yeah. I grew up around here; it was popping. Yeah. And you know, I'm not from DC, but I just know I've been out there 16 years now, so um, I'm I'm aware of things that go on. I try to pay attention to things that affect my friends. It affects it affects me, you know what I'm saying as well. It affects my daughter, the school she goes to. Um, so just I think it's cool just to kind of know what's going on around you, just so that you can like not be a victim of just being like naive and stuff, you know. We've seen uh like uh I've I've gone to San Francisco in the past year and a half or so and I've seen the city change so much. Right. And I've actually seen the people change and then the nightclub scene changes and then the music kind of shifts a little bit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And is that something that could possibly happen to DC or Absolutely. Not really? yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Are I you mean, seeing it a little bit? Absolutely. So U Street, I don't know, yeah, you've been to U Street, maybe? Yeah. Yes. So U Street was considered Black Broadway. Like it was Harlem in the 1940s, but in DC. Like right. It was it. And at one point in time, you would just see, you would be, Puff was throwing parties on U Street. Everybody, that was the place to be on Howard Homecoming. Now you walk up and down U Street, it, it looks like you're at. EDM fest or some shit like that. Wow. I don't even know what they're called, but they're just, they're just, they're there. You know what I'm saying? Like, I mean, we use the word colonizers, but you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. And I, it um, sounds a lot like what's happening back at home. Like, I'm from Silver Lake, and right. that shit is gone. Like, there's a Doc Martin store that just opened up. Yeah, and they exactly. close down liquor stores, and I'm looking at this shit like, what the fuck's happening? Yeah, you know. So like, you just gotta kind of roll with it because you see like. Venues that they weren't like that these new people weren't even going to now they're in there. Yeah. So you're right. Things that you were able to play on U Street, which was the cool U Street was cool. That's where we all right. came from. U Street, the equipment was terrible, but the venues were cool, and mm-hmm. so you could yeah. get away with. All right, man, you're only gonna pay me X amount, but I can play these Kachinata records. I can play these Muramasa records, stuff like that. Um, now you've got you know. Uh, Chad and Becky in there, and they want to hear. They want to hear what they want to hear. I'll tell you what threw me off too is the um, first time I went to DC was 08. Mm -hmm. So I was at Howard Homecoming. You see the the vibe. Yeah, yeah, for sure. The last time I was there was 2016 summer. Oh yeah. I went to Howard's campus. Yeah. And it was completely mixed. Yeah. Like the the people. They've had they've had to integrate to stay alive. Howard has Howard has had actually sell off some of the property Mm -hmm. dorms. In order to, to stay afloat. Yeah. Because they just, they're, they're not able to compete, whether it's for schools or whatever, you know, but at the same time, it makes sense for them to sell a dorm for 500 million or something crazy like that. And there's one uh, a half a mile from my apartment on 16th Street. It was been there for 40, 50 years, mm-hmm. and they just opened it as new condos last week. Wow. Damn. It was a dorm up to like three years ago. I was going to ask you, what drove you into moving to D.C.? Uh, so I went to school. I went to school at Hampton University, which uh-huh. is in Hampton, Virginia. Yeah. Uh, that's so the, uh, the H.U. battle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hampton versus Howard. I mean, Hampton's better. Come on, man. Oh, but, uh, hey, that's, what, I don't know we have an alumni here. <laughs> but um, whenever I, I hear DJ Envy, he's all about that. Oh music. yeah, yeah, yeah. Envy was like two years older than me. Okay, he was there when I was when I just got there. He was leaving, but uh, so I went to school down there, and like seven five seven area is really talent rich. I mean, there's a lot of Irisons from there. Uh, Alonzo Mourning, yeah. obviously Neptune's Timberland, et cetera, et cetera. So I went to school down there. Um, my mom actually kind of put me out the house because I'm from Phoenix. Mm-hmm. So my mom was like. You're not gonna stay in Phoenix. Like, Damn, you fucking flew across yeah, the country. You know what I'm saying? So at least you got out of the heat. 
Because I heard. I mean, that Virginia heat's different though. Like it's, it's yeah. uh, it's like suffocating. It's just humid. It's humid. Oh my god! My first day on campus, I took four showers. Like it was just Arizona is a lot like here. Like yeah, yeah. Arizona is super dry. I mean, yeah. It's gonna be. I'm gonna go worse than Vegas. I think Arizona. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Y'all be up at one sixteen in the middle of the night for no reason. It'll be ninety two at like four in the morning. You're just like, man, what we gonna do? You know what I'm saying? But um, so I went to Hampton, and once I left. I wasn't ready to go back to Arizona. It just wasn't nothing that I was interested in. I have an uncle who lives in D.C. And yeah. he was like, yo, you can come kick with me for like six months. My uncle's, he's been a professor. He's a very like intelligent dude. He's like, you got six months to get your life together. I'm like, I just finished college. Like, You're 22. I, I'm 22. Like, yeah. I don't even know what I want to do. He's like, you got six months to get what together. What did you major in, by the way? Sociology. Okay. So like, I can only do so much with that anyway. Yes. <laughs> you know what I'm yes. saying? Yes. But I had gotten, uh, I was in the DJing um, in high school. And honestly, it was like, uh, fashion, fashion was like the dude for us. Oh yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. So fashion um, in Arizona was like, I mean, he's been dope. I've known fashion since I was like, I don't know, fifteen maybe. I'm thirty nine, thirty eight now. So yeah. he's been dope that entire time. Fashion was like our radio guy. So um, he was the reason why I got into DJing. One of the reasons I'll say. And then when I finished uh, college, I got back into it because there was just a void in DC. Um, in DC at the time. Radio DJs were the only ones getting work. Mm-hmm. Like, if you weren't a radio DJ, then you just weren't. Who was the top, like, radio um, I want to say it was this guy, Funk Regulated, CeeLo. CeeLo, okay. CeeLo's dope. I think he's in Atlanta now, but he's super dope. This guy, Dirty Hands, who used to own Heist. Uh, he's dope. Um, it's a bunch of guys, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, and then uh, a couple other guys, Quicksilver and Alizé. They're really dope, too. They're still playing. Alizé lives in L.A. now, too. Uh-huh. Um, and so it was just like, yo, I'm going to just kind of earn my keep. And I'm playing at little bars and little, like, um, just and you did that within those six months, or this is like after? This was months? like this was like five and a half months. Oh, like, yo, you gotta get it together. Like, you're like, fuck it. My uncle's like, yo, I need rent, and I'm like, I got it for you. So, so it just became. It was like, all right, well, we gotta get busy. You know what I mean? And there was a ton of record stores at the time. Uh, actually, all down U Street, there were like four record stores, and you could just go in there and just get busy and just pick up everything you need at the time it was like all about neptunes right absolutely so yeah this is oh four oh four yeah oh three oh four yeah i mean neptunes was like everything you know what i mean yeah. but i was still running back to virginia a lot so you can get all their records you know a couple months early and yeah. stuff like that mm-hmm. and um you know just as i just was able to kind of climb through the ranks and just make a name for myself it was just playing little bars and then like in between bar places and then it was like all right well um, 2006, seven, uh, the guys from Commonwealth, which is a sneaker store, men's clothing store, were like, yo, we want to come open in D.C. So I helped sort of uh, help them get that together. And then I was working at the shop and I was DJing and then things just kind of took off. From that I point. did the same thing. I was working at Riff LA and I was DJing a little bit. So I can relate to the sneaker, yeah, the whole situation. Yeah. Was you yeah. into retail before you um, started working? Yeah, my first job ever was at the Gap outlet. Mm-hmm. It was pretty tight. It was just like outlet mall, and you know, it was just like uh, I played basketball through high school, and I had Dope. basketball season was over. Um, and you know, like when you're like a senior, you only have like three or four classes. So I was like finished at lunchtime, uh, and just got a job at the Gap. Worked mm-hmm. out to have some change in my pocket, so I that when I went to school, I did some time at the Gap. Yeah, yeah I, was, I think everyone did. I was like, hey, man. You know, it was cool. I think even Kanye said that in a song. Yeah, it will hold you down. You know what I mean? It was it was always there. You know what I mean? So um, there was an opportunity. To, to do that and then um, just kept my eye on it. There was obviously no retail really available in Virginia like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, but when I got out of school and they, they told me that, they were like, yo, do you want to work here? And I was 
like 2006, seven, and I've been working there ever since. Wow. Yeah, oh, yeah, so yeah. You, you in there, in there. I mean, yeah, we're cool. Those are the homies, you know? Um, yeah, and they had a Stussy store, so we had Stussy, they opened a Stussy DC store. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so I was the manager there for, for like a year, maybe, and um, that was really good experience learning like that side of things, and now I just kick it. Did you, you ever know? do radio? Or I've never done radio, no. Um, I want to do radio, but I just kind of want to do radio because I want to play what I want to play. Yeah. Like, they I just want to do guest spots. I want to play like NERD on the radio. Yes, they don't play of it. course. <laughs> yeah, I just want to hear some cool records on the radio. Like they, you know, I understand radio how it works. You can only play so many records. They're giving you a batch, et cetera, et cetera. But put, let's push the limits, man. You know, like I think traditional radio fails, and other radio picks up where yeah. those limits sort of kick in. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So, all right, cool. Y'all are gonna let me play this. I can literally turn the station and hear everything I want to hear. From someplace else, yeah. you know what yeah. I mean. So, uh, I've it's never such, done. It's radio. such a dated platform Absolutely. right now. It's yeah. uh you know, it's one of those things where it, it has to keep evolving. But right now, they're they're reliant on like personalities to keep it going. Like it's yeah. really bad right now. Like I lis- I try to listen to the radio in the morning. Mm-hmm. I'm not gonna name the station, but at one point <laughs> I was like in the making breakfast in the morning. Like at nine o'clock, they started playing Cardi B. Um, please me. Yeah. By nine twenty, they was playing "Please Me Again," <laughs> and I'm just like, well, "You fucking rotation? serious? Heavy, yeah. Is it that bad? <laughs> same station, station, really? The same station? Oh, that's true. And between that, they was playing like other Cardi B songs. Oh, they give you a mix. So it was like, oh, it was like this <laughs> Cardi B got money into this fucking station. <laughs> hey, bro, she it's got, not even pre-recorded because they have DJs on there. Yeah, but they just play the same okay. music over and over. Again. See, DC has always had an interesting take with radio. Is um, they used to, they used to uh, broadcast live from the club on Friday, Saturday nights. Oh, yeah. oh, so it would be too. like, "Yo, live at such and such," and that was a lot of the ways guys were able to use it as like their audition. Like mm-hmm. you heard me on the radio, so like I, I can get busy. You know yeah. what I'm saying? And like that held on to some of the better DJs because they felt that was the only way they'd be able to get their names out. Mm-hmm. Um, but I always felt that I was like, but I can just work my way around that, which was playing smaller bars and just, you know, taking the the, the, the marathon route, so to speak. Yeah. And uh, it, it's worked out for me that way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. So when you were coming up in the scene and DJing in, in college, was there house parties and like frat parties and shit like I, that? I really didn't or? get busy in college because I, I, I never had a way to like, I didn't have money to sit my turntables to yeah. school because I went to school at, at Hampton University, so it was like the other side of the country. So mm-hmm. my mom wasn't driving; like she loves me, but not like that. But you know, so uh, Jamie and I were speaking earlier. Um, Envy was a DJ. Envy went, is two about a couple years ago. Oh yeah, he went to Hampton, so he um, he reps Hampton hard. Hampton, yeah, there's another guy, Baby Drew. I don't know if you yeah. guys remember him. Baby yeah. Drew. He and I are the same year. And there's a couple other guys who are like really dope. Um, um, Tay James. Yep. He's oh, yeah, younger. Tay James. Tay yeah. James is younger, but he went to Hampton as well. He's so, um, he's someone's DJ. Justin Bieber. Justin Bieber. Bieber, yeah. Bieber, yeah. And, yeah. Um, and so there's a good there's good DJs who come out of Hampton, but you know, and when I was there, it was just like I kind of was just learning about the East Coast versus Arizona. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Because um, Virginia, that part of Virginia is an odd place. It has the it has every branch of the military there. Um, it's like the Hampton Roads area. So you have people from every single place in the world there. It's also like a fifth borough for New York. Like there's so many New Yorkers yeah, down there. Definitely, like, yeah. It's insane, mm-hmm. right? I mean, and so the influence is heavy. But for me, it was more of a cultural experience because I like we're from suburban Arizona. Um, my brother and I and like I saw more black people walking from the plane to the baggage claim than I would see in like a week in Arizona. Mm-hmm. So yeah. the culture shock was just like, oh, yeah. <laughs> all right, where it's like, yeah, yeah. you know what I'm saying? 
we're here, right? There's more of us. <laughs> we're here. And then it became a music thing when you're talking like, is a DJ that DJ B, he's super ill. Uh, he's one of the, he's like super, super dope. And just hearing him get busy playing, you know, like this is 98 when I got down there. So early Timbaland, Aaliyah, stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and you know, like, I mean, we're from, we're from, like I said, the suburbs of Arizona, but we enjoyed all Bay Area rap. Mm-hmm. We enjoyed all of the, you know, above the law, just all, all that kind of stuff. We're huge West Coast rap fans. So to hear, it all played in, in the 757 area just sort of helped me just learn more about music, so to speak. And then as I got back into DJing, once I graduated, I had that kind of burned in my brain and I was able to just to kind of play everything. And then when you got into Commonwealth and working over there, mm-hmm. was that where you kind of like in the middle of gigs and you just had like wanted to yeah. get a job? And yeah, stuff yeah like for that? sure. It was like I was working at a group home. And that was cool, but that was like a daily threat on your life. You know what I'm saying? Like, Damn. These kids are like, I worked at like a emergency shelter. So you're literally removing kids from the, like from their house in the middle of the night because there's like domestic violence going on. And the last thing they want you to do is wake them up and tell them to brush your teeth. They're like, right. who are you? You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't have to listen to you. No one's I don't, hear you, I don't, listen, I don't listen to anybody. You know what I'm saying? So, all right, cool. I got you. I still need you to brush your teeth. You know what I'm saying? And then... Um, that got old kind of quickly, <laughs> and um, I knew the guys from Commonwealth, and they had told me they were coming up. Um, so we, I helped them just kind of find a couple places. They decided on that. That was January uh, two thousand seven. Yeah, and I've been there ever since. Damn, man. yeah. And then the gigs came because we're the new hot place in town. We got undefeated shoes and all these. You can buy Supreme and all that kind of stuff, and so people are attracted to the place. So if you tell people, oh, yeah, I'm a DJ too, you know what I'm saying? It yeah, just, yeah. I didn't have a laptop at the time. But well, it was, was like, like a synergy, right? Absolutely. It was like you were the cool, you were the cool. Uh, For sure. In the scene DJ. Absolutely. Yeah. And then at that point, it was up to me just to catch up to the music. Right. Catch up to what's being played and really catch up to what's not being played. Because mm-hmm. we all know what's being played. But like, mm-hmm. who's playing Blow the Whistle in D.C. in 2007, right. eight? Nobody's yeah. playing it because at that time, it had already had its national run, and they were just on to other stuff. DC is always identified with the trap sound, super heavy. Mm-hmm. Like, if it comes out of Atlanta, it's in DC a week later. No, like, guaranteed. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So that's cool, but when you have everybody doing that, you're like, well, what can I do to, to, to be different, to play something different? You know what I'm saying? And so that's when it was about finding, like I said, just even rehashing Blow the Whistle was enough to blow their minds. You know what I'm saying? But and you kind of got that West Coast, you know, Southwest yeah. flavor. So you, you kind of knew about what was going on in the West Coast sure. to bring that shit yeah. to D.C. You yeah, know absolutely. What I, mean? I mean, there's a strong amount of people from the West Coast out there, but, you know, it, it wasn't enough to overtake a club. And also, in D.C., you're dealing more so with the college kids and the locals. Yeah. That's where your differences will come in, right? Mm-hmm. Because the college kids are from all over the country, and they have – not gonna say a more diverse palette, but just a different one, right? right? It's just more sort of like they're from Seattle, they're from this place. Yeah. They're going to Howard, so they've been exposed. They might have been in Jack and Jill or something like that, right? Mm-hmm. Whereas the locals are just like, yo, we're DC, like Chocolate City is us. Right. And you know yeah. what I'm saying? Like, ah, you got it, bro. Like, I don't want no problems. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? My mom lives over there, you know what I mean? So I'm not trying to, you know? So it's just about, it was about finding that balance and also introducing something different and new. Which I was able to do, and I've been able to do, you know, since about '06 successfully. What nice. do you What do you do to bring those records? Like, how can you tell what are records that, like, yeah, I'm gonna bring this one in. Motherfuckers ain't playing this one. 
I got to do this. And I, I mean, I, I go out a lot when I have a chance just to hear what guys are playing. And yeah. not like I'm not biting or stealing. I'm just like, yo, this, to me, it's research. Mm-hmm. It's part of being a, a DJ. Like, if you play ball, you watch other ball players play. Right. So mm-hmm. if you're a DJ, you should go out and see what other DJs are playing. You know, and that's not to steal mixes or to do whatever. It's just to stay current and, and know what's going on. And, and you have to do that, in my opinion. You have mm-hmm. to do that in order so that, all right, cool. Well, why, why aren't they playing the new such and such? You know what I mean? Like, right, yeah. Georgia Smith, for example, that record, a lot of people weren't playing on my mind when it first came out. Mm-hmm. But I was playing it, and at first they're kind of like, all right, cool, like, I like it, I'm not sure Daniel, about it. Daniel yeah. Craig. Yeah, 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 yeah right? <laughs> Filming kind of vibe. Yeah, 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 yeah. And then, next thing you know, four months later, it's every girl's favorite song, you know what I'm saying? It's, yeah. it's, it's your it's your, it's your 130 Let's go, right? I hate that it's, Vegas it's is... It's all Instagram captions from there. But I hate that Vegas is like the type of city that <laughs> you can't play these records in, man. No, like, everybody wants the, the Instagram moment. You can't have it, like, try to break a record. It's going to fucking fail more times than anything. It's just really... T- it's like... I'm so envious whenever I go back come, to New York back to or, you know, D.C. and it's stuff an like open, that. Yeah. It's an open invitation for any of y'all to come to D.C. I'm a whore now. I'm a whore now. I was just talking to... Yo, I was, I was literally... I was literally talking to this shorty and she's like do you play anything that you want to play mm-hmm. that you just want to play and I was thinking about it I was like nah not really like that sucks. I'm just consumed with like what the people want like here yeah like oh these people are here I know they're gonna want this those people are here I know I'm gonna they're gonna want this right but it's never like you know we get DJs in here and they're like you know well, I want to put myself in there. It's like, I'm like, I don't want to put myself in there because I might lose this gig by putting myself in there, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So she was, and I said, I'm, look, I'm a whore. I'm a whore. <laughs> and I said, I don't, and I, I told her, I've been, you know, I've been on the streets hooking for a while now. <laughs> I've been a whore. And I, did, I told her, I said, you know, what you're talking about is making love, and I haven't made love in a long time. I don't even, my head's not even in there. That's you know? a great, uh, I mean, it's a great, you know great analogy. Saying? It's a great <laughs> analogy. But, you know, I come to D.C., right? It's an open invitation. Whenever any of y'all want to come rock, just to get your Jones back and just to sort of get those feelings. <laughs> get my mojo back. Yeah, for mojo. sure. Because seeing those records and seeing the response sometimes will just, it, it'll, it'll. But it's one of those things that might hurt me even more because I'll be like, damn, this is so dope. And then I'll come to Vegas and I'll be like, damn, I got to be a whore again. Yeah. That's, that, you know that, I mean? that's true. Yeah. Okay. I'm okay. Some I can see dream, I can, I'm just trying <laughs> to. Like, it's, I, like, it's like it, you're almost better off not showing for sure. a whore I see, love. That's what you're saying. You know, nah, like, for sure. like love doesn't exist like to a whore because then she's going to dream about <laughs> yeah. it and be depressed. That's what, what you're saying, but. It's like your pretty woman I, moment. I agree with you 100%. But <laughs> Except I don't got no richer gear to save me. Jerome, I'm trying to save you. I'm trying to save you. Be what's good. The black richer gear. The black richer gear. I'm going to change my Twitter name that tonight. At all of y'all. <laughs> um, but you know it's one of those things man where like I feel like having those sort of rules because I play the club club five nights a week like, yeah, yeah, the hip hop yeah. club right but I'm f- I'm starting to see that to get the parties like that I want to play like the parties parties then I maybe have to develop myself more as an artist so I know you're big on production like, yeah, yeah. So, so I'm saying alright let's start putting out these songs me and my homie Tom Tom Lim um, that's my guy we're putting out a bunch of songs soon um, because we want to get back into the parties. We mm-hmm. want to do everyday peoples. There's a party in Boston called the Wave, which is like fantastic. Um, we want to play the Wave, and, and, and so I, I played Do Over like nine years ago. 
Mm-hmm. I'd love to play Duvar. Right. As a result, and though, you see the route for that with is uh, with production. Just being a fully fledged artist, you know, what I'm saying having that as a part of your mm-hmm. offering, you know, what I'm saying because I feel like if you're just a DJ, unfortunately, people are just gonna say, "Well, you're just a DJ. What else do you do?" That's kind of it's a it's a sad thing because every DJ that I speak to, they're bringing in the production bug in there, mm-hmm. and obviously, not every DJ can produce. And then not yeah. everyone has an ear for that. But how much easier is it to produce now versus? Well, like, it's a lot easier. Now yeah, I mean splice. I know guys that use splice all day long. I don't mm. even know what splice is, but splice is like a it's like an online sound bank. Oh, so okay. basically, ten dollars a month, and there's hundreds of thousands of sounds. Chad Hugo sounds, yeah. Pillar sound, like That's all great. that kind of stuff. You know what I'm saying? So, and I mean, who says you have to know how to produce? Some of these people aren't. They don't know how to do it. Mm-hmm. They know how to cut a check. Right. So if you know how to cut a check, and I look, I'm gonna put my name on it, you get the bread, I get the glory. So you you think that's okay? No, I think it's what's being done though. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh, you put yourself in that position. Nah, I, just, I, I mean, I we're all allowed to be honest. See, the only way, so the you either got to produce and become an artist if you're a DJ, or you got to be like an an ill influenced socialite DJ, right? Where you're kind of in the scene and then you, you become be that, dude. Yeah, that dude that's like greeting everyone whenever they get in town. You're the guy. Who's and that's how you kind of blow up. And I mean, how many, but how many scenes are there where you could benefit? Only New York and L.A., right? Maybe Miami? Maybe. I mean, Vegas I, is definitely L.A. is kind of weird now. Who's Before that, it was, it that was, new DJ who you talking about? Kerwin Frost? Is that his name? Kerwin Frost. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's an influencer. That's suddenly getting all these DJ gigs. He's part of Spaghetti Boys. Yeah, he's like yeah. a designer dude. Though. But is he yeah. a good DJ though? I don't know. I mean, he probably plays fun, interesting, quirky, or just like shit. yeah. I mean, I, I look at you guys as real DJs, as like you know, what I'm saying talented people who have put years of their life into this. So nothing against that guy, but those are two different yeah, yeah. scenarios. Yeah. It's like you know the virtual A-Blow he's, he's in New York. He's on the scene. I, I, I've done up and down. I've met that kid before. He's a nice yeah, yeah. guy. You know what I'm saying? But um, I know his brothers, Juice and Leo. They like uh, he Juice works with con, uh, Concepts now. Okay. And Leo's at Adidas. They're like, okay. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. We're all in like the same. Yeah, yeah for sure, sure. But like when it comes to just guys who are like, listen, man, I make, I cut my my teeth in DJ booths every night. Yeah, yeah. How am I going to get my career to the next level? Production might have to be a part of it. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. It, Unfortunately, whether it's going to get you there or not, it's still something that you may have to put your dues in and right. just say, okay, you know, I'm going to give it a shot and mm-hmm. we'll see what happens. You what, know what, do, what, what kind of sound are you guys trying to build? Yeah. Just whatever. Uh, we have a. <laughs> What's a BPM range? Uh, uh, any, like about 115 and 120. Oh. That groovy stuff. Yeah, groovy that shit, summer, yeah. you know what I mean? Is pop, it hip hop or R&B? Nah, or? it's like future bass future r&b future, so like okay, that like yeah. that, that, uh, anderson uh, that that uh, am i wrong anderson pack yeah that song mm-hmm. awesome uh michael jackson baby be mine mm-hmm. yeah by the way that new uh, album right. anderson pack is it's fucking it's dope it's good. Oh, adventure it's we're looking at you guys only jumping got, on my train i only got one beef about him What's it's, it's, he sounds a lot like a prince i mean I he's so. a he's a he's an artist that album mm-hmm. sounds like a lot of i think that was smart for him prince. to do that though it was because yeah. he had Smokey Robinson help him out a lot. Yeah, exactly. Smokey, yeah. And then but, Alchemist is doing a lot of production. Yeah. But too. I mean, like the last album didn't get the response that I think mm-hmm. people were. The uh, yeah, it was totally different from the Ox- last Oxnard. I think Oxnard. it was called. And I, I think I think the expectations were so high. Mm-hmm. He would have had to have delivered like you know, Cuban links in order to to you know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> yeah. well, if he dropped this album instead of that one, 
you know. But yeah. I was a fan of Oxnard, though. I thought <laughs> I, it was a really good I, album. I, I think it's cool, but it's not better than this one. But I think the yeah. expectations, he couldn't have won regardless. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, it is a good album when you listen to it. But people wanted to be hit in the face like they were with the Malibu. Yeah, um, Malibu and, was crazy. And they weren't. And so I don't think people gave it a fair I don't, shake. I don't even remember Oxnard. I don't remember that. It was like six was like, months ago. Like, yeah, I just it was in November. It was just a couple yeah, of months ago. I don't ago, even man. remember any. Yeah. I don't remember any song. On I feel that. like the, that big song on that album was Tense, right? It was Tense. I feel like it was missing and drums and right? trippy with Jake. Uh, tense. I mean, the whole album. Okay. Was there drums on it? Not, not much. Yeah, there was. He plays. That's his main. He plays thing. drums. Yeah, yeah. The, the drums. I, I don't remember any drums. I just think that I think the label. I think it was Aftermath that kind of controlled that, and this one was him. So also this album's only forty minutes. Yeah, I mean, and he's got a lot of features, R and B features. Exactly, on this one too, yeah. so. Randy's on there. Yeah, so he wasn't right. doing as much rapping on this one. Right, right, right. I, I think they understood. I thought Tint should have been a summer record. I thought it would have been great if it came out in like now. You yeah. know what I'm saying? And you let that ride out for the that, summer. Great record. That Andre three thousand fucking very dope track very is dope. crazy. Mm-hmm. So. I, no, no, we're, we're in that we're in that realm, just trying to make groovy, fun stuff. That's yeah, yeah. That's um, you know, I, there's party. I want to hear my stuff played at like LeBain on a Wednesday. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Like that to me is the is people are dancing, they're reacting, they're having a good time. They're going to attach memories to your music, mm-hmm. and that to me that's fulfilling. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Um, making cookie cutter trap stuff or whatever. I mean, that's cool for some people, but for what me and my homie Tom are doing, that's not the direction we're going right now. So. Yeah, just everything sounds redundant right now. Yeah, you know what sure. I mean? I feel like we're in a transition stage right now. Yeah. It's like everything's kind of shifting, but everyone's still holding on to old shit. Yeah. And then there's people who aren't really receptive to what's new right now. So it's like, it's yeah. kind of like a weird stage right now. I feel that Mac Miller was kind of ahead of his time with his last couple albums because everything is up to that Anderson Pack, new groovy shit, and a different sound. And yeah. I, it doesn't sound like anything that's like records happening. like Dang. Like that record's like right. great. Yeah, yeah, you know yeah I mean? for sure. And I have to do Pomo. That producer kid Pomo is like a French guy maybe. Uh-huh. And he's super talented. Uh, and he made Am I Wrong? He made Dang. He made uh, the two mm-hmm. groovy ones on the last Mac Miller album. I can't remember the name, unfortunately. But, you know, I think I think dance music's going to come back in the next couple of years. Though. Like, I, I hope think, so. I, mean, I already see it. I, I think we all want to play disco. Yeah. And we all want to play that kind of stuff. I would love to play disco. Yeah, like, yeah. I, I've heard enough. You know, violence on records. I'm good now. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, like, you want to rap to a chick? Exactly. Let's groove. <laughs> let's two step. Let's have a good time. Like it's yeah. warm outside. I don't want to. You know. <laughs> yeah. It's just yeah. Man, I want to yeah. see you in the sundress. Is what I'm trying. Wow. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Me and Jerome are going to be best out here today. I, I'm just saying. Me out here today for sure. Um, I also want. I want. I want to go back to Commonwealth mm-hmm. because I remember when I would have gigs in uh, in uh, DC. I would do the park on Saturday. Mm-hmm. And then I would be like doing my flights and shit. Mm-hmm. I would be like, all right, man, I check out of my hotel on Sunday at like 11 and 12. I'm going to go hang with Jerome at, and Omar. Shout to mm-hmm. Omar. I would hang with Jerome and Omar at Commonwealth for like three hours or something. So then I would do my flight at like four or five o'clock for back sure. to Vegas. Nice. And then I would literally always go to Commonwealth and I would just literally talk with these guys about like retail streetwear the fashion shit what's going on how are sales what's moving what's not moving yeah and we would just kick it for like three hours and i would do that like monthly just hang with these dudes damn we had good times yeah yeah. it was good times good conversations and i mean crooked was just one of us you know what i'm saying that was, it, was, it was a hand in glove type situation and still to this day i mean you don't come out anymore but no, you know, no, no. Like, damn <laughs> you forgot about the boys but nah, i mean yeah like you know it was just like 
we all had shared interests, and that was super cool that you were able to come through and kick it. Uh, we couldn't always come turn up with you the night before, yeah, but yeah. obviously the next day. You always working yeah. and shit. Yeah, and I think we were also on, like, our healthy shit. There was, like, a, uh, there was this place on the corner that, like, Crooked was on eating meat and shit. Like, it was weird. Like, we were, um, <laughs> yeah. uh, I forget the name of it. Pleasant Pops. Pleasant Pops. Yeah, yeah. You, I was on my vegan. You, like, yeah. It was, it was yeah. You're like, yeah. We were some, like. Chicken wings and fried rice. He'd be like, "Nah, I'm about to get this like <laughs> bar this green juice." Yeah, he like we get this bar. <laughs> and you know what's that doing to your body, Jerome? I mean, like, give a fuck. He, look, he was I, on it though. Craig was cute. You know what I yeah. mean? He was focused. We all are doing focused. a full remodel. Full remodel. Yeah, I think so. Um, so we opened a store in LA uh, in 2016 uh-huh. uh, downtown in the Arts District. Um, that were early. Early, right? Because yeah. now I think uh, Bodega's <laughs> down there. RSVP. RSVP. The Jordan store. Um, Dover, uh, Dover, Street Dover Street Market. Dover Street's down there now. And so... Um, Dude, I heard it's rough. And then the I heard... Area? Yeah, I heard it's rough down there in LA right Supreme, now. Supreme was supposed to open. No, I mean like uh, retail is, is rough. Oh, like, it's, it's just oversaturated. It's too much. It's too yeah, much. Yeah, yeah, I can believe that for sure. Um, the word is, is that I'm hearing that uh, from what people are telling me, like they're not thinking RSVP is going to last. I and, it, and then they're saying that Kiss uh, is probably going to still be there, but stores are going to start closing soon. I mean, it's just getting Sup- rough. Supreme was supposed to open downtown a couple years ago, but they couldn't find a space enough for the bowl, and that was—I think—that's why they didn't open up. Oh wow! Yeah, oh, that wow. was the word on the block. Yeah, yeah. I, 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 I was—I met up with one of my homies in San Diego, and they, we were just talking about the retail scene, and he was just like, "It's rough." Yeah. Because they don't have a Nike. Uh, they used to have a, a Nike account. Mm-hmm. They don't have a Nike account. And I remember back, I don't know, when we were talking, when was the last time we spoke? You guys were like, yo, I think we're going to drop our Nike account that because was, they're raping us, yo. Uh, we haven't carried Nike for a while. I was like maybe four or five years. Four or five years, right? Yeah. We're, so we're heavy Adidas, heavy Vans. What's your bread and butter over there? Uh, Adidas. We just dropped a Commonwealth Adidas shoe that did really well. Like, did really, yeah. really well. Um, and... Um, Vans is obviously it kills it for us as well. Um, you guys have some coming up with them soon. Yeah, yeah. I'm not sure the exact date, but I saw the box. It looks tight. You know. What yeah, I mean? yeah, so um, there's uh, Converse does really good. We're the best selling um, store for the Tyler shoes. Wow. Tyler, the creator, uh, Converse. Oh, okay. we're the number one selling shoes for those. Really? I mean, we can't keep them in. when they come out. We have lines. People calling days ahead. Really? Like, yeah, absolutely. It's incredible to and watch. This is all in the DC store. Yeah, all in DC. Yeah, it's because I mean it's so far away from everything, so maybe that's why. And he just has a really good reputation. We went to see him perform. He sold out a six thousand square, uh, six thousand capacity arena, and those kids looked like him. You know what I'm saying? We, <laughs> Bright colors. <laughs> we, his first show. His first show. Uh, our guy Omar, who's the store manager, come off. He helped put that together. Um, so he, the relationship to DC has been there for a while, mm-hmm. and I think that it's just growing and growing now. What know? brands are you guys carrying right now? Um, we just picked up Engineer Garments. Uh, we just picked up Needles, uh, Made Noir, uh, ALD. I don't know how to pronounce it. Yeah, yeah. ALD. Uh, <laughs> it's changed definitely, right? Yeah, I mean, ours. There for us. You've been to LA store? No, it's I not, haven't. It's a little jiggy, you know what I mean. So yeah. it's, it's a little nice. So they want the clothes to reflect that, you know what I mean. So mm-hmm. we still carry Stussy. We still carry All Timers. We still carry T-shirt brands. You guys were like. Pushing Stussy heavy, it's heavy. It's still got to be a I major seller for you. It's solid, yeah, yeah. yeah those Stussy T-shirts we can't keep in, but our cut and sew game at this point is just starting to really elevate. You know what I'm saying? And it's because the times are changing. We have, I think they're trying to attract 
everybody mm-hmm. in terms of customers now. You know, yeah. the skate kids are there, the Stussy kids are there, but there's also just all this money that we just spoke about earlier has moved in. And when they walk by, they're looking in, they want to see what's popping. And if we have $400 t-shirts, there's a chance they'll come by. Mm-hmm. So they want to give those people a chance to come in and come buy those. You know is there uh, is house clothing retail wise versus footwear? Is one doing better than the other? I mean, I think that we push clothing a lot more just because we wear the clothes kind of top to bottom. Yeah. And layers as well, hoodies, jackets, you know yeah, what I'm yeah. saying? So um, in terms of the shoes, I mean, the shoes are just, I think for everybody, shoes are, are an anomaly. Like, you just don't kind of know. Obviously, like, Yeezy sell out for everybody. Because it, it wasn't heard of for a store to not carry Nike. Yeah. And you were one of the first motherfuckers to be like, yo, we and, really and do well. Doing. Yeah, and, and, yeah, and do well and kill it. You know what I mean? And now there's... Uh, Four, four or five stores in DC area that don't carry Nike. You wow. know what I'm saying? So like, I feel like for most stores, not carrying a Nike account is like being on death row. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I think there's a plan in place from our ownership side that just yeah. says, hey, we're able to offset not having Nike by having this. Yeah. And it just allows us to still flourish. You yeah. know what I mean? It was also, a you have an advantage because you have clothes as well. So yeah, it's yeah. Not, you're not only For focused sure. on sneakers. For yeah. sure. So yeah, I mean. definitely help. And like, so there's a place across town called uh, Major. Mm-hmm. And all they do is carry sneakers, sneakers. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. and so if there's if it's a slow Nike month, then they're hurting. Yeah, you know but what Nike saying? hasn't really been dropping anything. <clears throat> nah. uh, well, I was gonna ask you. Did you do the Jordans the other day? Huh? Did you do the no, no, because that was a fucking random drop. I hate no. that shit. Wait, I thought it was gonna drop in May. It dropped it, it on sneakers sh- app like yeah, two app. days ago. Stupid ass app. Yeah, um, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it doesn't even salty. notify you. I'm like, I'm tired. It was salty. Yeah. Oh shit. I was gonna say, uh, well, about two years ago in 2017, there was a shift that went from uh, from Adidas boost all to Nike. Did you guys feel a hit during that time? Uh, no, because even when we had the boost, we, we had the boost at the right time, and we didn't have. Shelves full of them. We were getting like two and three colorways. At okay, time. I know that was a huge every shift. Color, yeah. yeah, but then they like sold out to like Foot Locker, and they were like they just they really played themselves to get the bag, which I understand. Yeah, they needed it, but now look at it. Like yeah, nobody wants. It didn't last long. Yeah, and NMDs and boosts just kind of died. Like with the fucking with the, quickness. You know? <laughs> a year yeah. and a half. Span. I wanted a pair of NMDs in the worst way. My brother was like, "Don't get those," because when you come to Arizona, all the frat bros are wearing them. Yeah, yeah. I went to Arizona <laughs> and <laughs> sure enough. <laughs> sure enough, it was like every one of those. Dudes. But you guys have a Yeezy account, right? Yeah, and that's been doing steady. Right? Yeah, yeah, for like sure. Really that well, does right? well. Yeah, that's so you guys well. get every colorway for Yeezys for the most part. There you yeah. go. Good I don't work Saturdays, so I don't really good, see how that good. works. Stay away process man. works, but you guys do raffles. Uh, they or do first raffles. Come? Okay, they, so they alternate between raffles and first oh. come, which gives people a fair chance to get them. Okay, you know and then Puma has been coming up, right? So we, we carry Puma as well. Yeah, we carry uh, someone like a, the Dad Shoe line. Yeah, and yeah. That does that seems to do really well. Did y'all carry the K Swiss uh, Dad Shoe like the the ones the shorties wanted? No. You know what I'm talking about. <laughs> <laughs> we did not carry those. That um, shit went crazy, yo. Nah, we didn't. We everyone, didn't carry those. Everyone wanted those. Uh, what do you call it? The feline ones. The feline, oh, yeah, the feline yeah. joints. Yeah, those are killing in DC. Like that, that bulky look. That oh, white, that the white one. Yeah, yeah. Are y'all pushing those? Nah, we, we good on Come those. Come on, man. Y'all got yeah. some in the back, yeah. right? Nah, that's nah. downtown locker room. <laughs> downtown. D- DTLR is a huge. Has been a huge sneaker store in the DC, Maryland, Virginia area. Yeah, uh, I think they run from about from Baltimore to like North Carolina somewhere. Do you see like Puma coming back? Like yeah. pushing it hard for I sure. Feel like I think by the end of this year, Puma's going to be in a really good situation. They got a clean. They got a clean. They, it's a clean looking 
just all the shoes silhouette clean. Yeah, they got a Nipsey drop coming too. Nipsey, right? yeah, and R.I.P. I think there's a Rest very there's there's a Meek Mill relationship there somewhere, and I think there's just a a feeling like Puma. You know, there's like you see Jay Z wearing them, and well, like, Jigga, <laughs> I mean, Jigga like took over that shit. Yeah, he's right? a president at one point. Yeah, he's yeah. the president of basketball or something. So he's, he's doing basketball it. operations. Yeah, yeah. he's kind of. And he signed a lot of that. good young talent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. To wear them. He did. I mean, you know, I like seeing people like that in those positions. But is it a are you, are you really affecting change or are you just a figurehead? If you're just a figurehead, then it's kind of like, all right, well, whatever. But if you're really like in there making it happen, then kudos to you. Mm-hmm. I just don't know if I see Jay in there. Like, yo, we need to put. So like a Pharrell yeah. for Adidas, you don't see him doing. Because Pharrell was heavy with the Adidas. Stands. He was, but some of them Pharrells was like, nah, you didn't. These are terrible. Why would you do this? <laughs> Some human races were out, out the yeah. fucking like it was crazy. Like, also, I be seeing Jay rocking Nike still and yeah. Adidas. I don't think I don't like, think anything stops Jay's money. Yeah, like, you exactly. know what I'm saying? But fuck no. Um, you know, I just feel like, like I said, if, if you're able to really affect change, then that's super dope. You know what I'm saying? You're really able to dictate and let people know what's good. But if you're just a figurehead, then it's kind of like, all right, been there, done that. You know, so. Um, are you uh, with the renovation that you guys are doing in DC? Mm-hmm. When does that start? When are you guys going to open? Uh, relatively soon, uh, I believe it's supposed to start in the next two three weeks. So, how long is that going to last through the summer? Or? Uh, they're hoping, I think, two months maybe. Okay. Yeah, something short. I mean, business is booming. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. So, but the guys know what they're doing. We just renovated our Virginia store, mm-hmm. so I think the same guys are going to take care of that. And the Virginia store looks amazing now. You like, just, looks yeah, are you guys trying to keep a consistent look with the LA? Oh, yeah. So yeah. there's they have six stores total. Um, three in the Philippines, uh, D.C., L.A., and Virginia Beach. Mm. Virginia Beach was the first one in the States. Uh, in the Philippines, obviously, we're like, oh, they're, they're absolutely killing in the Philippines. What's the what's the clothing brand right now that's killing it right now for you guys? Murder. Uh, employee-wise, we all like Dime. Mm-hmm. Like, we love Dime. Like, that's, that's our stuff. Uh, I mean, Stussy's consistent. That's, that's it. Shit. You can't keep a Stussy t-shirt in the store for now. You say you guys used to sell Supreme? When we first opened, yeah. Like, or like no, no, no. You guys had an like account. the box would come down with the Supreme tape on it. Yeah. Supreme used to, used to wholesale to certain certain accounts. They used to at Union, Concepts, right? Concepts Union. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It was when they opened their web store that they that they shut things down. And so, um, yeah, a lot of people don't know that that they actually used to wholesale. Mm-hmm. At a couple so like spots. this was like the Tara Patrick T-shirts um, that that time. That you know what I'm saying, yeah, yeah, for sure. But like, um, we had the luggage. We had everything. You know what I'm saying? It did really well. I mean, this was like back when Kanye was making like Crooks and Castles good music. This is 2009, yeah. 2008. Before Supreme like really like, yeah. We yeah. took off again. When you could go on a website a week later and still get shirts, yeah. that's when we had it. I remember I used to be always jealous because these dudes would get all the brands that I wanted for, for new when we were doing new in retail. <laughs> like, oh, I want Supreme. Nah. <laughs> nah, but they would have like Pyrex. Oh, Pirates is dope. Uh, yeah, they would have to all get that, that one. shit. They would have like 40 ounce van. They yeah. had all of that shit. Yeah. 40 ounce van was dope. And I would go with like you and Omar and be like, yo, man, give me the hookup. <laughs> <laughs> we did, yeah. Yeah, I mean, they. Uh, one of our owners has just been a, been really involved. His name is Omar. Uh, he's been really involved in men's clothing for probably 25 plus years now. I think, yeah, he, yeah. Was, I think he was with Alphanumeric way back in the yeah, day. Yeah, So. Are you in the process of like. The choosing what brands to pick up and what shit to buy and stuff like that. Nah, I'm just there to hang out every day. <laughs> nah, um, <laughs> no, they, they, work, Jerome. Um, work, they, uh, Jerome. They ask us for our input, okay. you know I mean? and if we see something that that so with Pyrex, it was one of those things like, yo, we need to get on this early, um, and we were the only store in DC that carried it, and like. We were selling $320 champion hoodies all day long. Yeah, I'd never seen nothing. I bought like that, that shit. 
I would I would hit him up like yeah. yo save me that shit. Yeah. I mean it was it was it was flying out. But again, we had the kind of guy that would come in there and buy it on a Friday night. He's wearing it to the club. You know what I'm saying? He, it's it's a status symbol thing. You know what I mean? DC just there's money floating through that city. Um, I mentioned earlier uh, Prince George's County, which is right outside of DC. It's the richest black county in the country. Damn. So there's just there's DC money because all these people have grown up. Their parents have had federal jobs. And then now that they're living outside, they're taking that money outside of the city, they're still doing well. You know what I mean? Yeah. So there's just a lot of money floating in, 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 and we just are a beneficiary of that at times. Have you seen with Trump, like we were kind of going to touch on this earlier before pause, but like have you seen the city change, retail change, the club energy change, the music slightly change mm-hmm. when Trump took office? No, because the thing about it is a lot of the a lot of the – red hats that you see those are tourists those yeah. kids are staying down like they're past downtown they're in the mall uh the national mall mm-hmm. right so they keep that down there i've only seen one trump i've only seen one red hat like in kind of within the city limits mm-hmm. it was weird it was like an asian kid riding a bike i was like bro what are you doing <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm he looked like he was drunk i just i was like hey man you know look your life bro but a lot of that is just more so downtown People have said that they feel that there's a shift in energy, that people are a bit more a bit more confident, they're a bit more cocky, a bit more entitled. That people have said that they feel that. I don't really see it, but again, my attitude, especially when I'm at work, and I'm like, yo, I'm, I'm like, get out the way. I'm there isn't like an anger, like a you know, like a frustrated. Yeah, or I mean, like, there's def- there's feelings, and they're all manifesting differently. I think the biggest one was this. But it's like creating like more segregation a little bit. Like, it, well, not you know, it's creating. More divisions, you know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, the segregation, I think, right now is at the highest that I've seen it, that yeah. I've been there in 16 years. Like, the fact that you can go to 9th Street, and on one side of 9th Street, it's just, like, not us. And then you go, like, literally across the street, and it's all us. Mm-hmm. It's that simple. You know what I'm saying? And it, it's really unfortunate that it's like that. But, I mean, people are going to go where they feel comfortable. For whatever reason, makes them feel comfortable. Whether I agree with it or not, it is what it is. You know what I'm saying? Right, right. I'm just there to either provide the music or help the help the function run smoothly. Like, it's sad, but I mean, people, they just, you know, once you get liquor involved, things change, and you just trying it's to make sc- it scares me just for the fact that you said like gentrification is having like is like it's happening at a rapid rate in DC, mm-hmm. and I when I go to San Francisco sometimes I get a little sad just because. A lot of dope mom and pop restaurants that were there are not there anymore. Like the, I mean, the Bay is always gonna have Bay Bay Area music, of course, yeah. like to the death. Mm-hmm. But the clubs are definitely like the people who are going to clubs aren't there. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. it's not the same people. It's not the same energy out mm-hmm. there. And I'm just seeing like how like a city is affected by certain things like that. You know. I mean, I just saw there's a movie called The Last Black Guy in San Francisco or something like that coming out, and I was like, what is this about? I, I was a documentary, like a real life. I was like, whoa! Like, but I know the bay. I know the bay is kind of crazy like that. You know, yeah. and I've heard the stories and and um, I always appreciated the bay energy. Like, we really enjoyed their music growing up. I just I mean? love the fact that the Bay Area music literally just makes music for the bay. They don't really give a fuck give if a that fuck shit blows you. up at all. Nah. Yeah. yeah, I mean, like, I'm, my brother and I, we've been Bay fans since like Drew Down. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like that was a huge. I know you've spoken on them before on, on Drew Down before. Like the Loonies, like Richie all, Rich, Richie Rich, yeah. like 
40 and all of them. Like, we were huge Bay Area fans of the music. Mac Dre, like, all of that stuff was stuff that we grew up listening to. Uh, I wasn't, but. Uh, <laughs> of course. What's my man's name? Uh, <laughs> Uh, what's his name? Kel, what's his name? Kick the sneak. TWDY. Uh, oh, uh, and, uh, and, and Rapping Forte. Rapping Forte. Rapping, rapping Forte. Another one. He used to be in Arizona all the time. Never. Did you know and about Banks this? DJ, did you right? ever listen uh-huh. to this? Show? No, I, I knew about the artist, but I never listened to their music. Yeah. Like I would see, I be seeing them in um the Source magazine. Yeah, yeah for sure. Uh, like all them dudes, like you said, Rapping Forte. Yeah, yeah, for and, sure. And Banks. And Banks. Yeah. We, yeah. Uh, we would see them all the time, but I'd be down? like, I'm not listening to yeah, that I shit. Yeah, I wouldn't listen to it. But see, like, but you had to start playing that when you came to Vegas. Yeah. The Loonies. Yeah. You couldn't yeah. get away from I Got Five on it. I mean, the Loonies got crossed over, though. Yeah, for sure. But, like, you know, even for us growing up, we knew about, like, my father's from Brooklyn, so, like, we knew about, like, Intelligent Hoodlum. We knew about, like, you know, Master Ace. Like, all of that stuff It was just, I think, it kind of... We caught the best of both worlds, yeah. and so it just made us like music lovers. That Southwest area, you yeah. kind of because we have nothing in Arizona, like, right? Like, we're, 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 like there's this nothing. Five music. Let's, yeah. fucking, let's try this Drew yeah, Dowell's album. It's 116 <laughs> degrees outside in the middle of July. Yeah, sitting on the floor in Tower Records. Yeah, we're gonna listen to every single thing. Why? Because what else are we gonna do? That's crazy. Yeah. You're not gonna do that. Anything. Makes a lot of sense, but I guess yeah. you guys listen I mean, to everything, huh? Everything. I mean, 91, 92, like Far Side, Snoop. I mean, you just go down the years, and all of those albums were like, as much as they're classics and stuff, there was we we listened to it. Yeah, yeah. But we was listening to some Souls of Mischief and Souls was yeah. huge. Yeah. But we were definitely like picking and choosing what had that East Coast sound or what, like yeah. you know, oh, what yeah, was like, you know like what Cypress I mean? Hill, yeah. Souls yeah. of Mischief, or people who had that mm-hmm. like who rapped because like hi- hieroglyphics kind of had. Yeah, all and East Coast casual yeah, a little bit. You yeah, know, yeah, Far yeah, Side. Del? yeah, 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 Dell for sure. I mean, Far Side had Dilla doing stuff for like mm-hmm. in like '92. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. So for us, that was just a huge kind uh, of. That was the Lab Cab in California album. Yeah, yeah. yeah. you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. But like, yeah. just all those records. You know what I mean? But then, you know, '93 is like Doggy Style. You know what I mean? So right, you just right. get yeah. But then '94 is Ready to Die. You know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. All this is just music that is just. Like we're just yeah. become we're just getting engulfed in this stuff and like we didn't have gangs we didn't have we played basketball but again there's enough free time during the day to just listen to music. 116 degrees <laughs> is wild. It's what you do. It's fucking Vegas though. I mean, is it worse than Vegas? The hottest worse. day it was 122 one day and like it was that it was like 121 121. It was just like four or five days in a row. It just kept hitting that, hitting that mark. Yeah, it's the yeah. one city to me that's hotter than Vegas. It's Phoenix? Yeah. Yeah, probably. It's just yeah. It's dry heat there, too. It's crazy. Mm-hmm. Now you do get those ill monsoons. Where it looks like the world's about to end for 20 minutes. It's like <laughs> all hell breaks loose. And then it's just like, all right, right back to 160. Well, you're headed back there where? Friday, right? Tomorrow. Tomorrow. Yeah. And you're going to spin at Riot House? Play Riot House Friday night. I was yeah. dope. I was just there Sunday. Kels was there. Yeah, Kel said, yeah, you, yeah. Kel said you killed it. I, I mean, he, he, was, uh, he was being nice. <laughs> <laughs> no, but you did notice like my whore tendencies, right? I where did. I, I did. Where, you, where I, I'm pleasing the crowd, right? Yeah, we, we talked about it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, Scottsdale is a completely different monster. I, I would but imagine. It's so, but it's so much better now. Because they, they, they play rap music now. Yeah. Scottsdale didn't used to play rap music. It was all trap, twerk. EDM. 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 Like, to the, to the, I'm not going to say to the worst, but just. To the max. To the max. Yeah. It was very. I got My you, man, right? Jamie. Actually, got it was you. very, like, a uh, frat boy. Absolutely. Juiced up. Like. It's a fist pump, bro. Yeah, yeah. But, like, the worst of that stuff. Like, you know what I mean? When did it start changing? When did they start really embracing the hip-hop again? Like, in the last two years? Or Probably like, the last. 
five, six. Don't say four or five years. You're 14? giving it too much credit. 2014? Right now. I would say so. The mustard era, maybe? Yeah. yeah. It's beautiful right now. It's popping. You can play some good stuff in Scott's. I mean, you can still play like the EDM stuff, you know what I mean? But You got to mix it up a little bit. Yeah, mix yeah, it up yeah. a little bit. But it's just cool that there's um, yeah, more he, balance. Yeah, I mean, he was, you know, your, your brother was telling me to do Dipset. Uh, sex. <laughs> and I was like, yo, that's tight. You ain't pull the trigger? <laughs> nah, man. Uh, I didn't do that. Man, shit. come on, G. I think maybe I played some Dolph or some shit. Right? I, I really like, mean it. Comes gonna, over. Yeah, we'll, 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 we'll do it for my birthday or something. We'll get you to come down. <laughs> He's like, yo, bro, you got to hear my, you got to hear Jerome, man. When Jerome comes here, oh, he got to send you his playlist. I'm like, yo, I bet you Jerome was going ham on some I, shit. I just play whatever, you know, it is what it is, man. But we just have a good time, man. You know, a lot of those records that EDM stuff doesn't doesn't it doesn't go in DC, you know what I mean? Yeah. So so it's cool to see like I think there's like the Fisher 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 that doesn't do anything. They only do like festivals out there, right? They do they they only have like those EDM festivals there, in right? DC? Yeah, in DC. Nah, you they have a one place called Echo Stage. That's what it is. Echo I'm Stage. Sorry. Yeah, yeah. Echo Stage is like five six thousand, but they get all the marshmallows. But it's like a like festival. Like, yeah, 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 essentially, yeah. yeah. But I mean, like in the but clubs, that's, that's like the only predominant. Yeah. EDM, yeah, yeah. Uh, like yeah. influence in the city, right? Yeah. I mean, there's some like uh, kind of technoy stuff, yeah, yeah, but house, but like in terms of full on EDM, it's just Echo Stage. But I mean, you know, DC again, you can run house, you can run uh, EDM, you can do whatever. At one thirty, you're gonna get Christy that goes to GW, who's 22, whose dad makes three million dollars a year, and she's like, "Can you play Drip too hard?" Yeah. What it is, you know what I'm saying? And that might throw you like it threw me off the first. I was like, "We hear what?" Like, because you know, I just wasn't expecting her to ask me for that. And I know when Keisha asked me for it, I know it's good. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm all. I got you. Come on, Jerome, let's do better. (laughs) I deal with that a lot. Is is it like a pleasant surprise that hits you too? Yeah, yeah, it's cool just to feel feel a balance. You know what I'm saying? Um, There's only so many open format opportunities in DC as well, though. You know what I'm saying? Like, um, there's times, obviously, every night when you're gonna play. All right, here's our here's our whatever whatever. But to actually have a mixed room full of people that want to hear everything is is more rare than it should be. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Um, and there's a lot of great DJs in DC who could give that to you, but we're all sort of fighting for the same one or two Saturdays every six weeks. You yeah. know what I'm saying. Yeah. So, um, do the uh, do the college kids care to hear Go Go? No, they like it's like a like a forgotten. It's a thing. local. Yeah. Local. I is mean, it still like kind of big on the local scene? Yeah, but it's it's younger. And Gogo, the thing about Gogo, and I'm not the authority, so if you're from DC listening to me, relax. All right, but uh, <laughs> sure the fuck out. It it's so obviously it's very percussive in nature. Um, and there was a there was a big uh, violence was tied into it in yeah. the culture mm-hmm. of the Gogos. So at one point in time, you couldn't even go to a Gogo show in DC mm. because the amount of violence was just yeah, it was gonna go down mm-hmm. whether yeah. you wanted to or not. Uh, it's very call and response, so you know what I mean. At times, they are remaking other popular songs. I was about to say they yeah. still making go-go yeah. music. Yeah, yeah, but it's you know the, one of the biggest songs is like "Pieces of Me." I think it's like Ash- Ashley Simpson or something. Oh, what her name is? That's a huge go-go song, yeah, and it's yeah. just a remake of a of a popular. You know, yeah. I this, the, I have about twenty go-go songs on my computer, uh-huh. and I've had them since I was in college. Like. The ones that are 25, yeah. 30 like, years I old. Know, I know some go-go. Like, I know, like, Trouble Funk. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And everybody knows EU. Yeah, absolutely. 
doing uh, the butt, the, right? It's a junkyard, yeah. junkyard JYB, yeah. Exactly, yeah. And then Salt and Pepper was kind of on that. Salt and Pepper with Herbie Lovebug, he yeah. was on that. Yeah. You know what I mean? But again, with you know, it's a very regional music. Yeah. So you're gonna go PG County, you're gonna go DC, you're gonna go Northern yeah. Virginia. Once you start going too far north, the closer you get to Baltimore, see, they yeah. didn't want to hear that. They want to hear Baltimore club music, right? Yeah. And okay, again, Baltimore club music is very regional within the city limits. It's everything, or it yeah. was. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Um, I, now there's not, there isn't so much division, so much, but you're still yeah. not going to play go go in Baltimore. The reason yeah. I ask too is because like if you go to a spot like, and I'm sure you've been to New Orleans, mm-hmm. and it's bounce music, right? Mm-hmm. But it's it's regional. But I think when people go there, the tourists want to feel like they're a part of it, so mm-hmm. they still listen to it, and they kind of like yeah. are like in the moment doing mm-hmm. like the bounce sets, and the DJs can get away Absolutely. with the tourists. So I'm yeah. not yeah, sure yeah. if it was the same way. A lot of the promoters don't want don't want you to play go go. Yeah. They're still scared of the element. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Whether it, wow. whether it's justified or not. It's just that wow, like you're wrong. We're not. It, was, no, it used to no, be no, like no. hip hop in the early, like in the eighties, early, yeah, like late eighties, sure. early nineties. Yeah, like yeah. You could go to a hip hop party without a shootout happening. Yeah, and someone sure. getting killed. And like That's I said, was at this then. point in time, I mean, a lot of that obviously with Gogo, I think, is decades old. But the mentality is still, still there, right and there. so unfortunately, mm-hmm. uh, it doesn't get to just do. But you, sometimes you play it at the end of the night, like when the lights are on. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And then they get so excited, they're like, "Yo, play this." Fam, I don't got all that. You know what I'm saying? I got the hits. I got the hits of the hits, and yeah, that's it. That's all you need. And then I'm gonna turn it down and lie to you and tell you that the that the owner told me to turn it yeah. off. You know what I'm saying? Like, you're like, nah, they, they cut me off. They cut me off. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, like you just um, the regional flavor thing out there. It's, it's it's there's a look to it. There's a there's a everything about it. But like I said, with Baltimore's 45 minutes away, they want to hear something completely different. Yeah. And Baltimore club music is 127 BPMs. They want to dance. They want to just. Their, so it's just two completely different worlds that are still in the city limits of probably Los Angeles. You know can, what I'm saying? Can you so break down the difference between Jersey Club and Baltimore Club? Uh, Jersey Club is probably faster. I want to say it's 134 to like 150. So it's just like maybe 10 BPMs. But it's a whole different. Yeah. It's a different energy. It's 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 like like a four B. Yeah, it's, like it's, a heavy, it's just yeah. you know what I'm saying. You're heavy on that kick. Uh, Baltimore is primarily sampled around uh, the Think Break. Which is Lynn Collins. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So there's about four. Yeah, right. And then there's another break called the Sing Sing break, which is. And it's actually heavy snare on that. Yeah. Right? So. The, the Sing Sing Gaz? Yeah. That's just, so you're literally. Those two records are the foundation of, of club music. Mm. Um, Jersey Club, they're taking almost anything and just saying, yo, 142 BPMs, go with it. You know what yeah. I'm saying? And if you get the right Jersey Club song, I have a, a Georgia Smith remix. It's dope. There's a couple other ones that are in regular rotation. The Sierra record. Um, the what was uh, the, series? the uh, five, five four, four three. Yeah. that was a that yeah. was a Jersey Level Club up. record before Level yeah up. Yep. I joined went crazy you could run that and when she jumped on it people was kind of like eh you know it, it's yeah, not yeah, as yeah. dope it's when it was more in its raw form you know form excuse me but there's there's you know there's a lot of just uh, local pride in the two cities and within DC with GoGo specifically but like you said with the with the new arrivals I mean before GoGo's were held in like you know bingo halls and like mm-hmm. in, in recreation centers mm-hmm. now they have go-go in uh like restaurants yeah you know what i'm saying like it's crazy um i not i bar bar louis you guys have bar louis out here right mm, I'm not no, no. okay so bar louis is just like it's just like a it's on the east coast i thought they had them on here but it's just like a restaurant that is kind of upscale but then at night it's like all right move all the chairs bring the band's equipment in $25 at the door, let's get it. Yeah. And that's all they have 
to keep their local kind of sound alive. And that's when that whole thing happened with the PCS and, the, and the, them trying to tell them to turn the music off. Is they felt their culture being erased, like mm-hmm. not even threatened, like legitimately erased. Because if you stop playing the music, what's the next thing for them to attack? And it just keeps going on and on. And well, on. that's that scary thing that happened at, in San, like in San Francisco right. to SF, man. And it's just yeah. I mean, where does that stop though? You know what I'm saying? People have to unite and kind of get things together. And for this, they did. They got the mayor involved. The guy who owns T-Mobile got involved. Wow. Mm-hmm. He had to write a, an apology on Instagram and vowed to never turn the music off. And wow. Because he was just in a place where he, he understood the, the effects and the backlash that was about to come. Whether it was genuine or whether it was from a financial standpoint, we don't really know. Mm-hmm. But I think he understood, like, this is a bad look for me, for us as a company. So let's let's not let this happen. Well, that's why it's important for like DJs like you and and, and motherfuckers like you and like Scooty, right? Mm-hmm. And Scooty, shout to Davin and um, uh, who else? John Geiger. John Geiger and uh, T T Hundley. That's uh, the Tyler whole Premium Hunley, Co. Yeah. And uh, the Diet Starts Monday, motherfuckers. Uh, to really do shit, they keep doing shit, like and keeping it DC a little bit. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, for sure. I mean, I just think that they DC just needs to be able to find a way to take their style and their flavor on the road, like you would do with everyday people or with um, you know any of those sort of cultural movements. You so know with uh, Rock Creek Social, right? Yeah. Uh, when does that start? Is it starting up again? Or we started two thousand ten. Uh, we were trying to basically take. Um, U Street flavor and take it downtown to the clubs that had equipment that worked. Yeah. And once we were able to do that, the party was good. And then now we've been able to take part in festivals. We did at, we did a grilled cheese in L.A. Um, we're looking to do New York, L.A. And um, we're either going to do Chicago or Dallas this year. When, uh, when is it going to start this year, though? We is just it, did the, this past Saturday. It just launched. Yeah, it just cracked off. Nice. Super dope. Good times. Um, and we're just going to do it. Uh, we were doing it every three weeks. Um, we may end up doing it every month. I'm not sure yet. Yeah, but yeah. It's just a matter of trying to uh, figure out what's going to work best. You know? Damn. Yeah. So just having that impact and just being able to say, hey, man, we're from D.C. We make it work. I still got to check that shit out. Bro, whenever y'all want to come to D.C., yeah, yeah. it's an I open keep, invitation. I always tell these dudes, like, I, we're like, uh, I want to go to D.C., with y'all just because the city is fucking dope. Look, yeah. come this summer, I got a place you can record the podcast. Yeah. I've yeah. never been to DC. Yeah. You never no, been? No, no. Nah. Whatever y'all want to do. But now we don't have to go there because Jerome came here. So like, nah, nah, nah. nah. Y'all gotta go to no, y'all gotta come to <laughs> We have to get Omar. You gotta the check out. You gotta check the out the African American Museum. That's super yeah. tight. Um, I, you see the new store, right? Yeah, the store is new. Look at Jerome. I want to see the Never wants to take a picture from the White House. I want to see If when Obama was there, I wanted to, but now MLK MLK Memorial. I was there in 2011, and it was the weekend of the grand opening okay and i was like so excited but they had a tropical storm oh yeah. so i was stuck in my hotel for it two was days. a tropical storm and, a, and an earthquake yeah yeah my mom was, was there for that it was crazy yeah. i was stuck in my was hotel like, for two days like you couldn't even yeah. see your window it was yeah, crazy. yeah for sure it was bananas i remember that yeah. gotta come back man i'm yeah. trying to tell you it's you ever go out to new york yes mm-hmm. uh yeah. i play in new york pretty frequently i've been fortunate enough to play up and down a couple times oh yeah uh shout out to chase chase b it's the homie so he's yeah, looked yeah. out oh yeah, yeah he has um, that friday party thursday thursday uh, party thir- yeah, yeah. weekday warriors so that was super cool and so he brought you off of that yeah and then i played with like uh get live you know get, get live yeah yeah, yeah. yeah get live super dope he's, he's starting to bubble out there yeah right? yeah, 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 yeah yeah get live uh, my man new york giant is momo doing was t- telling me about him yeah, yeah. Mo- i mean i've played everyday people twice i played at the dl one time and then yeah. i played this past summer 
they did it at Brooklyn Yard or something like that. So I've played in New York a good amount. I've been fortunate mm-hmm. enough. Uh, I was the BuzzFeed DJ for five years. Oh yeah. So I was running okay. up there doing all their private stuff. Oh, that's dope. Uh, I was going. I've been to the Hamptons for the past six years doing BuzzFeed's uh, oh, really? July Fourth party. How often are you traveling? Like every other month, kind of. Uh, not enough, I'll say. Yeah. Um, but do you want to honestly? Yeah, yeah. Because I, f- I mean, I'm playing five nights a week in DC. Like Damn. so, it's cool. It pays the bills. I see my daughter all the time. Which is I don't think you. I don't think you'd want to travel that much. I man. just. I just. I want to know. I. I want to know for myself that I can get it done in these rooms. I think so, every DJ want to travel. You did a. You did one point in until you travel. Yeah, yeah. I did. Uh, travel. Yeah, Sean G's party. <laughs> yeah. So I did Sean G's party, and then we did Grilled Cheese Social at Lock and Key as well. Nice. So yeah, and shout out to Sean G, man. He's, he's super cool. Uh, played the Dime a bunch. Dime's always been fun. Um, there's a party in LA. There's a guy named Jabari. There's a party called R&B Only, which is like a monster. Um, I did that in LA. So I've been able to play on both coasts. Have you ever done Vegas? No, it was my first time. I here. mean, you're surprised. That's yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. So, are you? Would you want to do Vegas? If the, uh, the more I hear crooked talk, I don't. The more I hear crooked, no. Nah, I mean, I see excelling like excelling. Those guys play Commonwealth downtown. Yeah, yeah. 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 In Vegas, I mean, I'm sorry, crooked's mentioned that to me before, and uh, you know, like I said, for me, I just want to be able to to make sure that, like, hey, man, I can get it done in these rooms. Yeah, just mm-hmm. like everybody else. You mm-hmm. know, you want to make sure that you're able to measure up to everything yeah. else. You know what I mean? And in my mind and in my heart of hearts, I can. But until you get that call, you never know. You yeah. know, so uh, shout out to Diesel. He's let me play uh, Ride House a couple times. Yeah, yeah. You're independent, right? No yeah, management. Yeah, yeah, no management. That's a fun spot, though. Because right I used to have, yeah, Ride House mm-hmm. in Scottsdale with, uh, shout out to Diesel. But, like, I've been to, like, I don't know, like, I used to have a really bad taste in my mouth about Scottsdale mm-hmm. and DJing out there just because it was, like, so anti-hip-hop, man. Right. And then, like, recently... Uh, you know, this year when I just started going back to Ryan, yeah, yeah, I was sure. like, yo, this shit is fucking fun, man. They've It's going to complete 180. Yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? It's like, like a different city almost. I like, mean, there were times when I would go home and I wouldn't even bring my computer. Like, I would just leave it in D.C. I just wasn't interested in playing it. Yeah, yeah. Because of what was going on at the time. You know what I'm saying? But now. It was, it was really like, I don't know, it was just really whack. Like, it was like. I, it was. Yeah. I it mean. Was, like, I don't like going into a city and then just being like limited to like. What you yeah. can do, you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't, I don't think any. I think maybe that was the last city that was like that, because I can't think of any other cities that are gonna limit you in what you could play, right? I mean, you guys move around more than I. Like, do, how bad so. was it though that you couldn't play? You weren't, you weren't playing anything. Yeah. 2011, 12, you weren't playing. It was any just hip-hop. all EDM, all EDM, no hip hop. Maybe a, like sprinkles, but I it mean, had to be a remix. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And yeah, and it was just to me, it was just like not. It wasn't fun. It was like, but they've they've come around. I mean, there's you know there's some great DJs, Cutswell and those guys. Yeah, Diesel, shout out to Cutswell. Uh, I think Jr. might have just left, but Jr. is. Oh, well, Jr. is an amazing DJ. Yeah, yeah but yeah. you know Jr.'s been a hip hop DJ, the entire, you know, yeah. and he's been able to just to keep it pushing. So there were guys I think that bought into it, and there were guys that didn't. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? And downtown Phoenix is similar to downtown Vegas. So you get okay. a much more like yeah. cool vibe, very yeah. like mm-hmm. you know. Whereas uh, Scottsdale is. I, what I assume the strip's gonna be, I'll find out tonight. Mm-hmm. Um, that's accurate. Yeah. <laughs> okay, that's accurate. so yeah, so I mean, that's that. You know what I mean? But um, you know, again, you still had guys like Fashion who just kept kind of the hip hop thing alive, right. even though yeah. he was playing the EDM stuff. Mm-hmm. And you know, like you know, I know Crooked kind of gives Fashion a hard time or whatever, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> the, dude, the dude really like 
I mean, he, I have some of his mixtapes from the '90s out of high school and stuff, and like the dude was is a straight hip hop dude. Yeah. He's he's a monster. You yeah. know what I'm saying? And his edit game is crazy as well. For sure, his for sure. You know what I'm saying? But stuff. he was he just was. I give fashion props because he was the only white dude playing black parties in 1994. Like oh. he was the dude playing parties. You know, like the Kappa whatever party and it's 400 of them and I'm sneaking in there at 16 and he's the dude on the set. Wow. He's the only guy on a chair or a stool, you know what I mean? He's so short. <laughs> wow. But, yo, a monster. See, he's, he's talking about me fucking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, my fat. Fat. He's, he's not that short. He's not that short. He's tall. He's 6'1". No, he's not 6'1". <laughs> but he's a monster, dude. And well, so, now, that, now that Jerome has opened the doors, talking about fashion. <laughs> now, me, me and him have a relationship of breaking each other's balls. Bro. Yeah, that's cool. Now, he's, he's definitely... Adult Top. dude, yeah, 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 but he's also one of those dudes that's like back in the day when like uh, blogs were popping. Mm-hmm. He's like, dude, have you been looking? Have you been checking out my blog? And I'm like, nah. He's like, why? Why haven't you been checking out my blog? That was like he was that cool dude. Shit, man. He'd be like, yo, man, ease up, like back the fuck. <laughs> up. I give you a shout out on the last post. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I mean, you know, it's still from it's like, dude, you got to check out my blog. Yeah, Come on, man. blog spot. Yeah, I saw you leave like. Right when I was getting like getting on for my set, and I was just like, "Yo, man, I just left because you know I had to do some shit." Yeah, it's not because you got on, and, like I wanted to leave because you were gonna get on. You nah, know I mean, <laughs> you know, fashion was he's just, he was dope, man. Yeah. And so, uh, you know, like he he weathered the storm, and, and I gotta say, and also I gotta say, he might have one of the best, uh, well, if you want to call it, trap remix of. What it, was it last year? Mo Bamba? I think that Mo Bamba Bamba. might have been one of the best. No, that was super dope. And he had a dope Travis Scott one too. Yeah. Yeah. I think that might have been that might have been one of the best trap remixes of of 2018. Yeah, he got busy. Yeah, yeah. for sure. Shout out to you, Fash. Yeah, shout out to Fashion. Shout out Fashion. Six one. I'm still not gonna check out your <laughs> fucking blog, <laughs> dude. Why didn't you check out my blog? Shut the fuck up. Man. Dude, I put some cool images up there of art pieces. I mean, I love you know. Fashion. Hey yo, so um, you guys have been checking out Instagram and social media and shit. Everyone's uh, bragging about their new phases and shit like that. Yeah. Some of them are yeah. free. Some of them are not free. Some oh, of them are paid. DJ needles. Yes. I'm noticing a lot of motherfuckers who did get it for free said it's amazing. And then some people said, some people <laughs> who bought it are like, eh, Disappointed. Like, shit's a little Hey, yo, face off. Send some over here, man. Where's where's our dot motherfucking? <laughs> did you get, you just got some faces? Uh, they should be here next week. Woo, look at that. Look, fa- oh. <laughs> look, let me tell you, p is our video director guy. You got them for free? Oh, you getting them for free? I'm getting them. Oh, shit. Damn. Damn. Right, bro. Damn. That's you, a flex. Did you get the four pack or the two pack? The two pack? <laughs> so they didn't love you that much. Everybody would have been more impressive if you got the four pack. Two of them. But he got four metal strip. Hey, come over here. Sticker. Share a mic with, uh, with me. <laughs> Whoa, sharing <laughs> yeah, a mic yeah. over there. Wait, so what's. Wait, this is too close. Get close oh, to the mic. Come over here. Yeah, Pause. Talk to Jamie. Oh, shit. Look at you. What did I say? I know. Go ahead. Turn on the mic. Bro. No, no. So. What are the problems you've been hearing about phase? Uh, a lot of them have to do with uh, the pitches don't stick, right? So say you have your turntable at zero pitch, right? One will move at like plus two, one, one will move at zero. And even if you flip them, you'll, they'll still be off. Some of them are just disconnecting. And a lot of people are having issues with the battery life too. It's supposed to be 10 hours. Some people are only getting five or six. Really? Yeah. And other connection issues too. So give it a review. Uh, they didn't pay me, so I'm going to... 
speak the truth about it and see what's really good. <laughs> Yo, Faye, send some over here. You're going to get a real review. <laughs> <laughs> Send some to us. Trust me, we'll get the shit going. I mean, yo, I'm impressed by the the look of it. The look of it looks pretty dope, man. Yeah, like, yeah. Uh, you could change the colors of the, the little. LED can you? Light. Yeah, you can change it. Yeah, you can change the colors of the lights on it. I mean, it's it's dope because it's small. But I would say for pause. any like club DJ, yeah, pause. It's gonna be a hassle to try to get that fit in. Like, ask the sound guy to plug that into the Serato box. That's the, the one thing I don't set. like. I don't. That's the one thing I'm not uh, a liking about it is that if I go, it's already a hassle if I have to switch over with laptops and shit like that and needles and everything like that. And then, yeah. and then now I got to fucking go in the back, unhook shit. Yeah. Yeah. It's, I would say 90% of like club DJs, unless you're there with the opener, like before doors open to plug it in, they're not going to let you plug that shit in, bro. Yeah. It's not going to be. Unless the club lets you use theirs, but yeah. that's probably not going to happen. Yeah. I thought I thought that a smart thing for them to have done would be to buy the phasers, have it have the box hooked up, and to link your phasers to the to the to whatever box yeah, is in so there. Yeah, so the I guess the issue is that come a little the, closer. Yeah, the issue is that the little um, sensors, or whatever, need to connect to that pair up to that box. Yeah, but the box doesn't need to hook up to your computer apparently. So it needs to hook no, up. No, it doesn't. It doesn't. So once it's hooked up, you can switch out DJs, and the phase will still work. So as long as it's wait. So if I bring a, a separate phase, I can still link it to your box. No, 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 no. See, it, it just has to be like the club's setup. So it'd be just like. So it's like you switching over with another DJ. Yeah, you can just you leave can still it there. just switch the laptops. You can so still just use yeah. the, I mean, just yeah. imagine like an opener, right? Mm -hmm. Like a fucking opener's coming in. Mm -hmm. uh, an opener's coming in. He hooks up his phases, and then I have to come in. I have to unhook his phases and. Well, I guess you have to use his. That's fuck. That's yeah, I don't even so think that works. What you're saying is like you would have to have just a, hou a nah, pair, I mean, a house pair, right? Yeah, it would just be a house pair, so yeah. you don't have to switch, it keep be switching it out. Yeah. But it's just like, but your motherfuckers are gonna steal that shit. Right? But not everybody has gonna have it, so it's gonna yeah. be that's gonna be messed up. The opener has the needles. I just don't think it's over. gonna work. I think it's only gonna work for motherfuckers who are like tour DJs or like have like yeah, setups. Yeah, you playing yeah. the whole night or something yeah, like yeah. that. Yeah, I think it'll work. But also too, I was thinking like, yo. I know for m most turntables and clubs that I played on, the issue is the pitch fader doesn't work right. Really? Right? So if it's if it's off a little bit, the phase isn't going to fix that. It's just going to fix like vibrations like from subs or whatever. So if the pitch fader is still off in the club, that's still going to still going to be off. But you have that problem regardless. Yeah, exactly. So yeah, I don't well, know. We'll see though. I don't know. Go to uh, djp. at djp. Instagram to see his review. <laughs> I hope it's really grimy and he talks shit. When is that shit going to be ready? Your Next week. Uh, probably like two weeks. Uh, two two weeks. weeks. I'm going to try it out uh, at the spot on Friday and actually give it a go. Uh -huh. See if it actually works out. I've been having people DMing me about it. They've been telling me it's dope. It works. But I'm just not. I'm not even like... Uh, Interested in getting it? Yeah, I'm actually want to get it, get some. I'm I thought about it. it out. 400 bucks is steep, but I was like, yeah, let's try. It. I have no need because I think there's gonna be tons of problems, and it's not gonna be something yeah. I'm gonna use regularly on the road. So I'm just gonna wait till they just either update the firmware or just improve it somehow a little bit, make it a use a little more user friendly. Yeah, but I don't. I just don't feel the need. To, uh, What's your take, Jerome? I think somebody said earlier, you always wait for the second batch. Yeah. Right? Well, well, we were edition. saying that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You wait for the second edition. And is, is Vegas a turntable time or CDJs? Or is it, it like, depends. 
Yeah, if it's, 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 if it's day CDJ. party, day party is CDJ. CDJ. Yeah. yeah, okay. And then like, uh, I guess there are a handful of DJs that still want turntables. I mean, you gotta but, you yeah. gotta get it upon request at this point if you want if you want turntables. Really? Yeah. Because I feel like most of like standard, CDJs yeah. right now. Really? Standard, yeah. I mean, DJs and the nine hundred. I mean, like yo, S nines, right? Are they are they S nine mixes? Are they a standard? And no, they're not. Two clubs that have them. So you guys are still using like the no. the Nexus. Uh, the Nexus mm-hmm. Two is pretty popular, actually. The mm-hmm. Nexus Two, because obviously you have the two USBs to switch out. Right. So that's but Pioneers are, are definitely um, the standard turntables. If you can find a working pair, everyone CDJs oh anyway. God, yeah, it's disgusting. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it's just it's terrible because even the CDJs aren't even like the nice ones. They'll still have like. I don't know. DC is hurting in the equipment department because they but have New so York, many people. New York suck with that too, man. Even when mm-hmm. I go back to New York, I know, every it, time I play New York, they had turntables. Like it was peace. It's been like, like it's, it's, it's like, yeah. Bit. I mean, okay. you're going to the cool spots, Jerome. <laughs> no, I mean, I go to the same spots as him, but like one turntable <laughs> will be fucked up, or like one CDJ will be fucked up, or the Serato box will be fucked up. Like no one's upkeeping that shit. Yeah, that I, sucks. And, that's and, then, and then you got a lot of like young mall fucking DJs who don't know the equipment, so they're just like unhooking shit and not giving a fuck and then leaving. You know? I mean, the worst thing about DC is you have people bringing controllers to the club and they're putting the controllers on top of the setup. Right. Mm-hmm. So they're pl- they're plugging into one of the channels, playing off their controller, and then you have to kind of maneuver around them to right, get right. set up to play on it. And I'm just like. We, this isn't this is we can't do this you got to get them like a, a podium or something exactly it's just like we can't you're on a controller like, a what podium? Are we doing, like what are we doing you know yeah, like a controller podium yeah That'd be great. but everybody's a different controller you know because of the money involved i'm just like yo man i don't need get the 250 one okay you'll be better off if you just learn at least on cd yo when i see motherfuckers getting nasty on a controller though i just <laughs> like yo that shit i'm I, so I've amazed i've seen people get nasty, get nasty? yes Nasty. I seen this kid on YouTube. I saw a video. He did a full Jazzy Jeff routine on a controller, and that shit. Was Boogie cool. Blind, like uh, Boogie Blind, like fucks around with controllers. Like yeah, he loves that shit. Yeah. He's nasty. But he's like nasty, like across yeah, the board. I know, I know. So like that doesn't count. We're talking about like <laughs> if you're like 24, just started a DJ last week, and somebody told you you're popular. No, there's some motherfuckers who are killing that shit. That are like yo, if up, you man. kill it on turntables, hit me on Instagram. I mean on controller, hit me on Instagram and show me because I don't see it. I'll send you a link. I just see people hitting buttons, sync on. You know what I'm saying? Like one record's 82, the other record's 97. Like do you use sync? I don't. Okay, I don't even know where to find that on. You were using Scratch Live or Serato DJ? Uh, you have to use Serato DJ because you can't find a, you can't find a box in DC to save your life. Really? Yeah. Really? Mm. Everything uh. is SL4. No, there's no Serato. There's no box. So you're plugging, oh. you're plugging straight into the 900. Everyone's yeah. going into that the directly into yeah, the 900 mixer. Yeah. So either, either only two uh, Heist and Park have S9s. Other than not using them with Pioneers, and I mean, uh, well, they're all Pioneers, but uh, the 900s. So you can't find a Serato box to save your life. Is Serato DJ shutting down regularly, or is it only on, like, I remember Serato DJ Pro was having issues on the MacBooks, right? But the, is new it the, one, the new ones, right? It, I had an issue when I, when I upgraded my operating system, mm-hmm. so I ended up downgrading yeah. my, and went back. Oh, that's what it was. I'm, yeah, on, I'm on Yosemite. Yeah, yeah. I'm using so Yosemite. Yeah. I, went to, I went back to, uh, I, was on, <laughs> I did the Mojave, which okay. was the worst. Right, right, that's possible. what I've heard, yeah. So I'm back on... Uh, I think I'm on Yosemite as well. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And I, every, the ever since then, I've been good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We we just had Scooter and, and Four Color Zach on last week, mm-hmm. and then we were talking about how the new MacBooks they overheat, right? Uh, and they, they just don't they don't just they just don't do well in weather. Yeah, they don't, I heard hot weather, they don't have a fan weather. in it. Yeah. That's what. It is. So then actually, yeah, okay. uh, 
this dude, uh, uh, Polar, DJ Polar uh-huh. from the Bahamas. Really great DJ, actually. Actually, uh, last time I played down there, he had an amazing set. So shout, shout to Polar. But uh, he, uh, he actually told me that they're coming out with the 16-inch MacBooks. Like the computer, yeah. The Mac they have the new MacBook 16 inch, uh-huh. and it's gonna have a fan. It's gonna it's like it's gonna be like nasty, really, supposedly. So, so if you're gonna get a laptop or a MacBook, you saying wait, yeah, wait for that it's shit to have drop. The, um, the US, USB um, plug-in. I don't know, probably not. Nah, I think they're done with that. Yeah. Unfortunately. But I think yeah. they know that they fucked up with like the fans and shit, mm-hmm. and then they also kind of like they're trying to make all the MacBooks smaller, and mm-hmm. and they're realizing that. We don't really need to make anything thinner or smaller at this yeah. point. It just needs yeah. to like run better. Yeah, so for like sure. that's why they're bringing back the 16 inch because I think people want a bigger screen, and I think the desktop iMac is probably becoming obsolete. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And then people just want something portable that has the same power. Yes. And that they could just carry around everywhere. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. But uh, I want to see more updates on that. But. I actually appreciate all y'all sending the DMs on the information like that. Yeah, shout yeah. out to everyone that DMs. You got a podcast going on now. Yeah, we started a podcast. What a podcast. What's a podcast? What's so, a podcast? Yeah, we're on episode 10, and uh, it's cool. I mean, shout out to you guys. This is a ill setup, and I, I really now appreciate the time that it takes to do something like this. Oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, I don't think people understand. I think people enjoy your show. I know we talk about it at length, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying, every episode. But <clears throat> to just listen to something and I'm gonna get back to it. That's cool. But to be here and to see what you guys go through and to see, you know, I know you said editing the video and now you're doing throwback feed. Like uh, that takes a lot of effort. So it's you guys, would be, you guys are the one to be commended for it because you're doing that. And two, I think the importance of what you guys are doing is really, really, uh, it's outstanding. Just, to, just to know that like people care about DJing this much because yeah. like you know this has never existed before. Nobody talked about DJs. Nobody really got into the things we're talking about, products and enjoying music and stuff like that. So um, our podcast is cool. We just talk about, you know, pop pop culture, things that kind of exist in our world, sneakers. Oh, great. I'm going to go listen to that. Oh, yeah, yeah. We get busy. Yeah. When, yeah. So when you guys started the podcast, right, mm-hmm. what was the initial thinking behind it? And then what were some of, like, the production stuff that you guys had, like, the obstacles that you guys, like, kind of... Uh, the confronted, the, the thinking I mean? was just there, we don't get the chance to listen to anything, honestly, outside of this podcast and maybe two or three others that just were culturally significant, mm-hmm. right? So, like, if you're not a DJ, you might not always get to relate to some of the things we're talking about here. Yeah. But mm-hmm. so we had other friends who we would maybe try to have conversations about y'all's podcast. They're like, I don't play records for a living. I don't get it. You know right, what I mean? Right. So we were like, okay, well, let's just have a conversation amongst friends. These are conversations that we were having in the shop, similar to probably what you guys would have with your homies in the shop. Mm-hmm. We happen to have all known each other for like 15 years. So who's the, who's the, 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 the other host? Uh, so my friend uh, Abdul, he's one of the co-hosts. He, Him and Clark Kent are best friends, DJ Clark Kent. Right. So they're like best friends. They're sneaker dudes. Um our friend Eddie, he's streetwear Eddie because Eddie's just in the streets. So Wait, D. Clark Kent? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Oh, shit. These guys are like, they're like BFFs. So oh, wow. okay. um, then there's streetwear Eddie because he's just like, he's in the streets and he likes streetwear. There's that. Uh, my homie Tom, who I make music with, and Tom and I have been super tight for a long time. We call him Silent Tom uh, just because he doesn't really talk. <laughs> and then uh, and then with this kid, Authentic, is our, uh, he's a rapper. He's a really talented rapper engineer he produced a lot of shaglizzy records a lot of local dc artists yeah, yeah. we recorded his studio mm. and so um the first uh i guess 
initial thought was we were going to buy mics and try to record in various places. Yeah, yeah. In DC, a lot of places will allow you to record, but they own your content. And so that was one thing that we were trying to say is, well, we have to own our own content because we want to do with it what we feel. Right, like, right. We don't want anybody to take advantage of us. Of course. So um, once we thought about doing the studio, it was cool. Um, we set up cameras one time. And we're going to do it again, but we just realized how much of an effort that took. <laughs> and it was too much right now. So. <laughs> a lot of an effort. <laughs> so we, we need to get an intern, and we need to sort of just handle some things a little bit tighter. But yeah, yeah. the benefit is, is fantastic. Uh-huh. You know what I'm saying? I, I find myself anchoring the show a bit more, but I don't talk on the mic at all when I DJ. It's like two completely different worlds. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? So it's just an exercise and just being comfortable directing plays in a different in a different way you know what i mean yeah it's uh you were just telling me earlier like it's draining it's like a weekly podcast oh, yeah. yeah yeah but like, like you know just I'm, i don't i don't know you guys process but for us we start talking about topics on thursday or friday we record every tuesday so thursday or friday we're just throwing subjects at each other and yeah. the next thing you know come tuesday we got 15 things that we'd like to talk about but you know, we're still just finding ourselves. In when the do you guys drop? Space. When's your episode drop? We're still working on that. You know, what <laughs> I mean? we're working on. But now we just said if we record Tuesday, we want to drop every Thursday. Okay. You know what I'm saying? It hasn't been like that though. It was like I think we recorded two weeks ago and dropped yesterday. You know, okay. so like we're just we're finding things out and finding out how it works. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think we're a little intimidated to drop on Wednesdays because that seems to be the day that everybody drops. Yeah, you got um, like Joe Budden. Everybody, have, yeah, right. Every, so us, like, and yeah. just across the, the podcast spectrum, my Apple podcast goes crazy on Wednesdays. You, we should, don't try, want, you should try Mondays. Yeah, we don't want to get lost in the sauce. See, the thing about Mondays, though, is we record on Tuesday. So the subject matter could be old. Yeah. Maybe record Monday. Sunday? Uh, <laughs> End of the week? Yeah, we Tuesday well, works. If Tuesday's their day, they should give themselves two days to drop it yeah. or three days. Friday is kind of hard. I think Thursday is a great day. Thursday is gonna ha- it's gonna have to be our day. Yeah, yeah. just just because we record on Tuesday, but um, like I said, man, it's it's in t- it's it's a lot. You got to be prepared. And right. Like, uh, I'm at the shop on Tuesday, and then I play at twelve thirty Tuesday night. Right. So I gotta, it's a lot. I need to fit a nap, some time with my daughter, and the podcast yeah. into about seven hours. You know what I mean? Yeah. And it's called what is a podcast? It's What's called, a podcast? Yeah. So my friends, uh, my friends. Mother didn't understand what a podcast was. She kept being like, "Well, what's a podcast?" What's a podcast? It just stuck like that. You know what I mean? That's so a good name. Yeah, <laughs> it works. Yeah. <laughs> it works. You know, but it's cool just to be in that space, man, to really understand um, what this takes. I think people watch it and they listen to it, but to be a part of it is a whole other monster. Yeah, we you got we got saying? Peter editing the video for this Friday over there. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> for sure. What the fool? You know, saying like that and just <laughs> the topics and you know. He's writing stuff down. So, Crooked has a full schedule. Like. Yeah, so like the way we organized it in the beginning, I, I the main thing that I was telling Jamie when we were first organizing everything with uh, D and Neva was like, yo, we have to drop religiously on the same day mm-hmm. at like 1, 1 a.m., 2 a.m., mm-hmm. at least before 6 a.m. The yeah. audio has got to drop. Right. Mm-hmm. We've got to record Sunday or Monday, and then we've got to give ourselves three days to edit the audio and I can do like the, all the artwork, the flyer, the creative direction of how the videos look and everything. Like I can handle all of that shit. Mm-hmm. But at one point, it was Jamie doing all the audio, and he was checking the timestamps for, kind of like you got to write down at what times we talk about this and that. Right, right, right. And then uh, you were doing, you were helping with that too at at one yeah, point. D the summary. Yeah. And then 
you know, during the week, I think the biggest thing is for everyone to just like take notes on impo- like funny shit that happened yeah, for sure, and remembering it and just for writing sure. it down. And that's the that's the real main yeah. thing. Our group chat is full of that. Yeah, and yeah. then hoping yeah. and then hoping that fucking that topic does not get washed out exactly. by that day. Right. Exactly. Yeah. So yeah, exactly. You gotta that, be on top. of That's that. another thing is consistently trying to find stuff that is relevant to the moment. It was not relevant three days ago. And, like, obviously, Twitter's a good place for just, like, funny stuff. Yeah, and yeah. Find a lot of information. But, you know, there's, you know, we we have a political angle, obviously, because we're in D.C. Yeah. My friend's wife is a lawyer, uh, a big human rights lawyer, I think. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. there's that angle and just having those conversations. Yeah, we're all, like, morons with politics and shit. <laughs> yeah. so, like, I mean, we, we know, never do that. I know some, but not. <laughs> we try not to touch into it. But, I mean, I live two miles from the White House. Right, like, right. Literally, that's, you walk that's out. That's a flex. You walk out my apartment, you make a right, and it's the White House is two yeah, miles yeah. away. So it's kind of like dope. you just... It just it, it gets involved. My Same main my main thing is I always try to make sure we don't have topics that other podcasts are going to talk about. Yeah. Because it's like no one wants to hear three podcasts talk about the same fucking thing. That's why you I stopped know watching I mean? Joe Budden. Really? Yeah. Because I felt like it was just subconsciously a thing. Um, like, oh, yeah, yeah, they talked about it, so we got to talk about this. No, there's been I would times avoid it. I would be like, I don't. Yeah. If they talked about it, I would it, tell them, like, they talked about it. We're not we going to talk yeah, about it. it. You know, yeah. But them times when both of us talk about the same thing, but it's not like yeah. yeah. yeah we were reco- there was one time when we recorded this. I think we recorded the day before them because they do Tuesdays as well to record, and then uh, we had the same concept on a Wednesday, and like we premiered at the same time. It was just very on it's point. Just a coincidence. Yeah, yeah. It just, it's very weird. But I don't like that shit. I think and that's why. Like I try to, we try to tackle topics that are directly af- affected by DJs <laughs> and affecting DJs. By music you know, as yeah, well. yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I mean, like when we got a sponsorship, mm-hmm. like the reason for the sponsorship was to create a budget to push the video because right. I didn't have the time to edit two to three hours of video and then like put it up on YouTube and get that all pushed. And so we needed the help of PDOT. We got an intern, shout to Christian, to like do the timestamps. And it's mm-hmm. been freeing us to do other things, like yeah. other projects, like. We're gonna plan to go to New York in a week, or like in a in a few weeks and stuff like that. Oh, word, that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, it's like you know when you get to that point and you start doing sponsorships, yeah. it's like that's when you can kind of like push the video and all that. But we got to get a lot there. Of work. Yeah. yeah, I mean, you guys put it on. Like I said, it's it's, just, it's dope to see it go to that level. Mm-hmm. And I don't think people understand. Like we're ten in, and it's like, all right, now we need to decide: are we gonna keep going? Are we gonna put in that time? Right? Or, or is it we just gonna kind of like maintain every week? Be happy with four or five hundred listens and just be whatever. Yeah, you know Jamie, saying? you've cried a few times, right? I, mean, I made you cry la, a few la, times. Last night I cried because we. I mean, we even had a hiccup last night where oh, we had to put up the audio till fucking three in the morning because of cricket. But we 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 thugged it out. You, you know, know what why? <laughs> because this is the ridiculous <laughs> shit. You know the descriptions of the fucking episodes. Yeah, I have to write that. Right. Yeah. Why do I have to write that? Because if somebody else does it, they don't do it right. And his exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> he needs to do it. But why can't y'all just do it right? Then? And then <laughs> <laughs> right the way I feel like it that day. Uh, and you know what's the craziest thing, uh, Jerome? When we started the podcast, we recorded for almost three months without saying anything to anybody, and we did the religious thing. Was it three? Two months. It was like two and a half. No, it was like three months, just about. October, it was October, October November, December. Part of December. No, but we launched in December. Yeah, the end of December. The, the second week of December, but we did that shit religious, and we would just meet up, and we'll meet up, and I think we knocked down like 10 before we even yeah. premiered. 
we had a so you guys are at that stage where it's like well, yeah you kind of put it out you put it out there yeah yeah we we, and we were we were, we knew we were gonna be a hot mess so we're like i was like i'm not putting this shit out yeah there. we waited <laughs> the, then we changed fucking the name eight times before the road oh, podcast shit. came about it was called the lunch room. it was a lunch room the lunch oh, table behind the scenes i wanted boys. the daily the daily operations the de- yeah some gangstar gangstar, <laughs> gangstar. <laughs> gangstar. yeah and then, and then yo bts boys was the worst <laughs> 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 The lunchroom, BTS boys, that was crazy. And then the first, the first, <laughs> that was insane. The first conversations me and Cricket had, we were gonna call it kimchi tacos and all this wild <laughs> shit. Like it was crazy, it was pretty bad. You yeah. know, and, and, and behind and, the scenes, and, boys, behind the scenes. I think that was there. That's but a, that's the name. Nah, right? oh, yeah, right. The that's side the room boys, because we're in the side room. We're not in the main room. Yeah. We keep it real in the side room, like hip hop's in oh, the okay. side. <laughs> in we were the like, room. it was bad. Yeah. Like, uh, on on the stoop. Like on the stoop. Oh yeah. And then we recorded we filmed every fucking episode right. up to now. Well we still recording now, but we just kept it all just tucked away. And you know what's the thing about me because I'm very anal mm-hmm. and I'm a control freak with like the, the content. Mm-hmm. I make sure I don't do the audio. Because if I do the audio, I'm going to edit the shit out of it. Mm. Yeah, I can't let him do that shit. It'll but, be like a half hour <laughs> episode. <laughs> 25 minutes. <laughs> I'll edit it because I'll take out every uh, Just, breath, yeah, every yeah. stutter. Uh-huh. I'll take everything but out. But what people love is the, the bullshit conversations, the good conversations, and everything. But he's like, no, we just got to give him the meat and potatoes. I'm like, no, they want the dumb shit. They too. want the human element. Yeah. You know, the human so, element. I think so that's why it's important for Jamie to, to edit the audio. And so, like, if you're ever, like, very, con- like, if you're a control freak, mm-hmm. you got to take a step back and just trust the other dude to edit it. But he does hit me. Yeah. And I, I know I, when I've said some crazy shit, and I'd be yeah. like, "Yo, you gotta take that shit yeah. out." Yeah, like, like I fucking have to. Li- I listen to every episode. Oh yeah, yeah, for sure. From start to yeah, finish, because yeah. I gotta hear, you know, how shit that never said or whatever the fuck. Mm-hmm. And you have to like, man, would can this fuck it up for everybody? Like, you know, yeah, and, no, we have, we themselves. have those. We have yeah. those. We yell out edit point, and we just that's like we yell it out. Just so, and then it's up to the guy that edits stuff, my homie Tom. If he says it's a go, we leave it in. If it needs to be removed, then it needs to be removed. And I, I need to how, how many times do y'all remove shit? I, we we <laughs> remove shit. <laughs> we I'll let it this. go. Because, <laughs> you know, you're, you're homies. You're having conversations. Yeah, yeah. You're, Barbershop you're, talk. You yeah. know what I mean? So what, what flies in that arena isn't isn't going to rock to a lot of people. Yeah. And, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, we can't um, risk any sort of, uh, my bad, we can't risk any sort of, you know, it's, it's, yeah, a, yeah. it's a sensitive world out there now. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. You know, Very so you sensitive want, world. You don't want to catch that feedback, you know? Mm-hmm. So I mean, people were getting on us about pause. Yeah. And I don't think they understand, like, and I think, the history I think, of it. Yeah, pause. I think pause is the PG version of saying no homo. And I think no homo maybe sound even wor- like crazier well, now. Well, you notice that no one ever says, like, remember when shit used to be corny? They'd be like, yo, that's gay. Yeah. Yes. yeah, no one says that anymore, no. yo. No, you, you know can't. what I'm saying? You can't say that. If anymore I start now. saying that, woo. so I kind of understand what motherfuckers are saying with pause, but the pause element to me is more of a childish element. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, it's like fart jokes a little like, bit. Yeah, you got to get closer to the mic. It's like, yeah, it's like the pause. Yeah, it's like yeah. fart jokes. <laughs> it's one of those. I just did it. Yeah, it's like the office, right? When he was like, "That's, That's what, what she, she said." said. <laughs> it's, 
the exact same thing. Like, and someone could say that's a Me Too movement right there. You know, like you can't make like yeah, man, sexual well, comments like that in the yeah. office place. You know what I'm saying? Fuck, but yeah. and I get that, and I get the whole pause thing. But bro, I, I don't think people understand that in New York and like especially like in Harlem yeah, uptown. Boondocks, the Boondocks TV boondocks. show was saying that shit. Dude, that was it was one of the greatest shows ever. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. I love it. I still watch it now. Yeah, but yo, they made it so. I think there was one DM. It was telling me about that. It was like, yo, it was like, this is like bad for your brand. Like, yo, you guys got to be careful. You are guys are these, you are guys, these DJs having? They are DJs, people? but I just think like some people don't understand. Like, in like if you go to the Bay and they say hella, they have their own speech. Yeah, for sure. Right. It's like you know, I understand what they're saying though, but I do get it. We're gonna try to stop. No, I, just, I look at it, but I look at it from like you have to understand when you're having a conversation with your friends. Anything goes within a select group of friends, yeah, right? Yeah, and yeah. so, if we're just talk, like you're choosing to listen, and if you choose, that's up to you. If you choose to be offended, I get it. You might be whatever, but you know, like like you said, if it's the bay, if you're uptown, if whatever the case may be, that's that's part of the conversation. I get it. It's not meant to bring terror to your life. It's just yo pause. You <laughs> and, know what I mean? No, because like, it sounds crazy. That's the only thing. So what? What sounds crazy? Like when you say a statement, that's but just we're DJs, right? And yeah. we're having a conversation yeah. about DJ. And in the club, we're playing, we're playing all sorts of crazy shit. You don't walk up to the DJ when he's DJing, be like, "Yo, you need to turn that Kodak off." Like, no, the fuck out of here. Exactly. So why are you going to DM me and be like, "Yo, I don't, it's bad well, for your brand." Well, like, yeah, okay. I, mean, I mean, it, it was like a positive note. It was kind of like, "I love the podcast. I just think you guys should be careful or just eliminate." The pause but element. Look, listen, I, don't, I think they think it's a trend. It's yeah, not a trend. It's, it's like literally trend. embedded. But that's the same yeah. when somebody's like, yo, so, you're a great DJ, so can you play uh, such and such? Like, no, you don't kiss my ass. <laughs> and then try to, like, no, you know what I'm saying? Yo, you're the best DJ I ever heard. Do you have in the club by 50 Cent? No. Like, you know what? Exactly. And then like, the pause okay. is kind of like a, like a sixth sense for us. Like, you hear it, boom, like, it just happens. It's just childish, yo. Yeah. It's the most childish Let shit. Let us live. Yeah. It's like you have a sandwich and you go up yeah. to the counter like, can I have more meat? Like, word, <laughs> word, word. Like, word. word. You want more meat? Okay. Yeah, word. <laughs> Imagine you're DJing and you're like, yo, what, why, uh, yo. why are you picking up the needle like it's that? It's those little things. <laughs> yeah, it's like that little thing. Like, yo, I'm out, and like, yo, I'm right behind you. <laughs> like right now, the mic is on my you know face. What? You know what? I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna pause. say. I'm not gonna say pause no more. I'm gonna say yeah. word. Okay, word, word. word? That's what word. it is now, right? But word okay. is like. <laughs> It's, yo, it's, hey yo, hey yo, hey yo. Crooked <laughs> <laughs> says, "Hey yo, pretty, pretty." Yeah, I say shit. pause a lot. I say, I say uh, "Hey yo," and people don't even know what the fuck it. They just think hey, they just think I'm crazy and just saying that to myself. Like, yeah, like hey, yo, like you know, no, no. Right, that's a term. You just said, "Hey yo, hey yo." You have a term. I've been in meetings. I've been in meetings, and the guy's like, "Yeah, you know, we got to make this big." Really big. Like people have got to see it. You know? <laughs> when they see this, they got to be intimidated. I'm just, I'm just like, hey, yo, yeah, hey, yo, hey, yo. I'd be like, pause, chill. I agree with you. Yo, word, word. That's what chill, it is. Chill, right? chill. I get it. But I mean, hey, listen. Whatever floats your boat. No, no, no. I, I get it though. I we, you know what we, I, I respect. I actually like all of the DMs and the critiques and everything. Oh, we get like great ones. They yeah. fucking kill me. Yo, get Jamie I'm off all the for enlight- I'm all for enlightenment. So you know mm-hmm. what? I am gonna try to stop the pause thing. Uh, I I'm can't. Just, you might just see me like, like. <laughs> <laughs> whoa, 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 pause. Yo, yeah, that jerking with your head. Oh, oh man, pause. that's worse. What, uh, <laughs> what do you guys go to New York for? <laughs> uh, I, so I felt like. 
the the guest that we were having on the show was like just West Coast heavy, so it was becoming like a West Coast podcast, yeah, DJ yeah. podcast. It's I a felt East like Coast, Coast Eagle. I mean, you guys out. are obviously like forty five minutes. It was an hour to L A. I mean, on by the plane, yeah. yeah. forty two minutes. Yeah, but that I makes felt, sense. I, yeah, but I wanted I wanted New York representation. Okay, I even though we New have York two New Yorkers here, but it's not. No, it's not. You gotta get like Ellie. Because I, yeah, yeah. I'm gonna get yeah, Ellie Escobar. I want to hear that. Yeah, yeah. I want to hear that. We're gonna get Ellie. We got some other dudes lined up. Okay. I'll tell you off. Okay. You know what? There's one dude that I have to get, and he doesn't want to go on the show, but oh yeah, but he listens to like Goldfinger. You know Goldfinger. Yeah, yeah. For sure, he's a monster. The fucking yeah, he's a the legend, fucking man. goat what's of the this pro- shit. What's the problem right? with him? He just doesn't. Uh, he's gonna come on the show. Okay. I gotta force this motherfucker. Yeah, on the for show. sure. We're gonna get uh, we're gonna get your tour DJ. Dude, I mean, this I have to. Boogie I have blind? to know his story. I have to like. Goldfinger, the Boogie yeah. Blind. Oh yeah, you got to tell that. It's like one of the one of the main like top five to ten DJs in New York that like influenced the sound, the style of the whole city. Like, come yeah. on, bro. Like, we yeah. have to have you on here. Uh, but he's just like he's I like, like I like how you put it directly he, out. I know, I'm, I'm talking to him. I'm putting <laughs> him on blast. I'm putting him on blast for real. Like, I'm putting him on blast for yeah, real. For sure. He's like, no, I'm gonna come through and just hang out. I'm like, nah, man. Nah, like, no, I can't. If he's that coming that. through, he got to get on the mic. Yeah. And pause, say, pause. <laughs> hey, yo, hey, uh, <laughs> say something. <laughs> as, a, as a New Yorker, we're gonna get. Yeah, I mean that's tight. Boogie Blind, your tour DJ. We gotta talk about. I'm gonna get Boogie Blind. Yeah, he's not my tour DJ. Tour DJ for Chris. You said that two episodes ago. He was a tour DJ. Yeah, what's your tour? He said, "Yeah, we're a tour." Three stops, borough to borough. What was that? Gilligan's Island three-hour tour. It was like that one of those three-hour tour stops. It's like a bus stop tour. Who would you like to hear from New York, Jerome? I don't know. I mean, like I said, Ellie. Ellie, I really enjoy Ellie's. I've enjoyed Ellie's story for years now. I mean. Even though he's LA, you guys have you already had Rock the Con here. He's even he's D, he's from DC, but he had a, a great New York run. Um, I don't know. Everybody from New York moved. Y'all moved to LA. I know, a little bit. Yeah. Ross One's in LA now. Is he? Yeah. Jesus. Mos is in LA. Mos, MOS would be great. LA. I think I think he hasn't given his story yet, and he's I mean he's a monster. As yeah, well. I want to get Mos on. I want to get Kiss on. Yeah, two. Maybe Mel DeBarge. Maybe Soul. Oh, I do want to get Mel DeBarge. Me and Mel DeBarge are gonna kill Soul. Soul's dope, right? Yeah. No, Soul. Soul's in Miami, right? Not. He's he's left New York. Yeah, he's in Miami, bro. Oh my God. Soul is in Miami, yo. Yeah, Mel DeBarge on this show is gonna be rough. That's the. (laughs) Oh, yo, yo, that's the super old. Mel DeBarge is one of the only few dudes who could break my balls and pause and just like like literally he could break. Oh man, I can't say this. He shit. could crack okay. jokes on you. Yeah, he could just <laughs> <laughs> he crack jokes on Kirkett. Yo, basically, he could leave me like speechless. Where I can't say like I, I can't. I have no comeback. I'm just like you uh, guys could uh, do like a Miami version though. I love him, Mauricio. We want to do a we Mauricio. Mauricio. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Monster. We got Irie and uh, shit. Dizza, right? Yeah. Dizza is Dizza. the home. We have to get him mm-hmm. on. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I don't know too many more Miami guys, but I know that they get busy. You know, yeah. what I mean? so. Uh, you said Irie. Irie's dope. Irie's too, the so, shit. Yeah, for sure. So, yeah, I mean, we, we definitely going to bring our shit on the road. Good. So, like, my plan originally was to go to New York and then take a train to D.C. and right. get you guys. Yeah. I mean, there's still a, there's a ton of DJs in D.C. that I think, yeah. you know, I don't know if everybody needs a full, but, you know, you could do yeah, a, a yeah. good amount of uh, maybe like a roundtable discussion because I think D.C. DJs are overlooked. Mm-hmm. I think the nightlife scene in D.C. is overlooked, unfortunately. I mean, D.C. spends a lot of money for comparatively for its size, and people just don't know until they go there. They and go gotta, there, they have a ball. I do have a question. You mm-hmm. guys have one of the 
it's probably not the first, but it's one of the. It's like an like a. It's basically uh, organized and produced by a predominantly all black festival, right? Broccoli City Festival. Broccoli City. Yeah, yeah. Broccoli. It's it's a growing fucking yeah, festival. This is the seventh year that I've been involved. Uh, Rock Creek is uh, helps on the promotional side, and yeah. I'm one of. So th- they didn't have uh, two stages before. It's always one stage. But now mm-hmm. it's two stages. Now it's two stages. Yeah. So wow. I'm the house DJ on the, on the second stage. Scooty's hosting that stage. So I mean, he Shout and I rock Scooty, together. Yeah. Shout out to Scooty. Do you know where the name came from? Um, so it's a it's it's the goal is to bring um, basically urban farming and like a green healthy lifestyle, aka broccoli, to uh, urban neighborhoods. Okay. All right. So they do throughout the year they do workshops, panels, presentations, and then they get you in the community and really teach you how to farm and build, clean up dirty rivers and. Et cetera, et cetera. They, and they, they put push like health awareness. Health so awareness, they, exactly. Like I remember the first one or the second one that I went to, they had like a yoga station. Absolutely. And I'd never seen that before. And then they had like, you know, just like yeah. all these like black and African chefs who were cooking with like, you know, local ingredients yeah, and, and just healthy. doing dope shit. You yeah. know what I mean? Extremely healthy foods. And like the and one, then there's some brands there too, like some clothing brands. Yeah, I mean, the like ones that, that Crooked know? was at, the location was in like... Um, it gets no worse. You know what I'm saying? Like the neighborhoods were terrible. Liquor stores literally across the street. Uh, you know, food deserts. The only fast food is uh, there's a Popeye's and like a church's chicken or something. So they're doing it in these neighborhoods to try to show these people like, hey, we can we can like unite and help everybody turn around it better because your health is all you have. Because this year looks crazy. Like, this you year, guys have Cardi so B now, right, or something? Cardi was last year. Oh, uh, last year? This year's uh, Childish, Ooh. Lil Wayne, uh, Gunna, Baby. Ooh. Um and a, a few other people. Yeah, last know. year was last year. Last year was Cardi. I want to say Migos, Migos there. Yeah. Uh, Nipsey. Um, like yeah, rest in peace for sure. Um, it was a bunch of. I, I own, think they had SZA, right? Yeah, I showed up last year just to see Nipsey. Like I was, I was like, I, I have to see Nipsey, and then I went and DJed after, and then I left. So it was. It's definitely um like the predominant festival, but. There's other festivals. There's Trilectro, which is uh, started by some guys who are all record industry dudes, mm-hmm. and that is it's Trill and Electro, so it's rap Trilectro. music exactly with uh, up tempo, you know. So basically, a black electronic music festival. Wow! And so that's the goal of Trilectro is to put sort of, um, you know, music that spans just the entire black experience in in a, in a festival. And then what's Questlove's fucking uh, festival? the Roots Picnic? The Roots Picnic. Oh yeah. Isn't there another uh, kind of like a dance party that's in New York too? Uh, Governor's Ball. New York has a couple. Governor's Ball. I don't know. <laughs> you know I'm what I want to play? Think. I want to play a Soul and the Horn party. Soul and the Horn. I don't know. So heard. like that yeah. is. Uh, I've heard of that. Yeah. yeah. So Natasha every, Diggs. Natasha Diggs. Every song oh. has to have a horn in it. And that's it's like well, it's been mostly all forty five. Yeah. At this party, uh, which I have nothing for that. But you know, <laughs> if you call me, I'll make it work. You know, what <laughs> what I got no forty five G. But you know, like DC is great in that space, and the city, the city wants to keep the money in DC. Right. So they want to do everything they can to help promote and keep all these festivals within the city limits. Right. So. Um, they hand out really, uh, I mean, like, you know, good loans and stuff like that to mm-hmm. help people make things happen. Um, DC is very entrepreneurial in the sense that I know five different uh, groups of people who were promoters last year who are now venue owners now. Like, wow. they own their own clubs because the city is saying, we want you to keep everything here within the city. You can go to Virginia. Virginia is a whole nother monster in terms of, like, 
the people, the experience. Um, Baltimore has their own nightlife experiences as well, but DC proper wants you to keep everything within the city. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Because they just feel like we they want to compete. I've been to South by five years. Uh, for the last five years on behalf of D.C. Board of Tourism because they're trying to... Uh, South activate, by Southwest? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They're trying to activate the tech space and they're trying to bring tech money and entrepreneurship money to D.C. So they throw day-long festivals and at night we come in and have a party. You know what I mean? So D.C. does a great job in that respect of, of just pushing entrepreneurship, pushing, you know what I'm saying, a sense of like you can own if you have your, have your things dope. together. Yeah, for yeah, sure. Yeah. So... You know, it's one of those things where, like, there is a, if you if you're into the nightlife thing, mm-hmm. you have a chance. It's mm-hmm. now trying to say, okay, well, what's beyond the nightlife thing? You know what I'm saying? Because not everybody wants to own a club. Not everybody can own a club. You know what I mean? There's only so many people, and like we talked about, the white people just don't go to nightclubs like that. Yeah, yeah. You know what yeah. I'm saying? They go to bars. You know what I mean? And it'll be a bar with a DJ, but it's still not a nightclub, so yeah. to speak. You know what I mean? So mm-hmm. the experiences are different, but again. It's there for the taking if you want to do it. They're very much like Irish pubs. Like they all look like they have that Irish. You know, like those Irish pubs in like New York downtown. Yeah, that would just have out. You know, it's like it's nothing. Yeah, all green like everywhere. Yeah, Yeah, with like the gold lettering. You know what I mean? They all. It's like when you guys when you guys come down, man. I got the tour on deck. Spend a couple days in DC, and we'll we'll hit the we'll hit the town. You guys can have Ben's chili. <laughs> don't Never heard of it. Don't he fucking that. hates when I, I bring up Ben Chili. Hey, what's up with you, um, Scooty? Scooty, I remember I was uh, I, w- I would talk to him, and he'd be like, "Yo, Jerome's uh, the biggest asshole." Yeah, and I'd be like, "Yo, he's always been the nicest motherfucking guy to me." Yeah, he's like, "Nah, Jerome's a fucking asshole." It's just a request thing. Yeah, yeah. You know so like, saying? so he, so everyone always says to me like, I look very like stern and shit when I DJ. Like, I'm not laughing and like having a great time and like. You're, you're kind of like the same energy yeah, a little bit. Yeah, yeah. It's kind of like it's kind of like what do you want? That's kind of what I'm asking you, right? You walk into him it's like, what do you want? Because like I said before, be like, oh my god, you're the best DJ ever. Well, what do you want? You're not yeah. coming to really give me a compliment. <laughs> you're, you're asking. I know you want something. But some of them, nah. You just want to give you a compliment? No, never. Yeah, so you never, bit, so you never cut had, straight to the chase. So you never had a, someone be like, oh, you're such a great DJ, and you're like, in what the do you middle want? of the party, no. and then and, and, and they'd be like, well, I just want to see if you had a mix CD or something like that. You never <laughs> no. had that shit. Do you have a card? <laughs> I had that shit. I don't me. have a card. I'd be like, uh, what's your Instagram? You know what I'm saying, something like that. But nah, man, I just feel like if I'm working, I'm working. Like you know what I mean. Leave yeah, me yeah. Alone. Like yeah. I'll drink when I, but like I don't smoke in DC. You know, DC, you can smoke in the city. You're allowed to smoke like cigarettes. No, weed. You can smoke in the club. In the club. It's legal? Yeah. Yo, I smell like weed five nights a week, and I don't smoke at all. Wow. Every night they're smoking. I didn't, really? know, that was a, yeah. I didn't know that was a legal thing. Oh, no. It's thing. like, it's a thing. Before, it was like a bonus. So before, uh-huh. it'd be like, all right, give us an extra 300. We won't say nothing to y'all. Right. Now, they walk in, run what up, and get busy. You know what really? I'm saying? You wanna, I'm like, I'm good. Wait, wait. Yeah, is it a legal thing? or is no, it just in, in the city, you're allowed to smoke marijuana. Wow. In D.C. As long as you're not on federal land. So wait, but they can't open like weed lounges and shit. They right? have dispensaries. But with the dispensary, you don't buy the weed. You buy the water, and they gift you the weed. Oh. But the water's like 50 bucks. I was about to say that. $50 <laughs> bottle of water. Yeah. And like, damn, Dr. Feeders. Wow. <laughs> but that, these people aren't tripping off that. They're just coming in the club. What's up? 
It's good. Yada yada yada. And they just started. Y'all gonna see it. Y'all are coming to DC. We're I'm gonna go I'm hang out. this in the air and eat grilled cheese. <laughs> eat grilled cheeses, right? I got the hotel with the discount. You already good. Look at you. We're gonna make it work. Let's do no, whoever invites me to any city, I'm like, yo, if you're not I'm, Jerome Baker, we'll, we'll go, and we'll go to everything. We'll go to Let, Spanish joints. We'll go to the hip hop clubs. Let's we'll work it around the like the next New York trip that we might do in like August or some shit. I yeah. hear. I hear. My birthday's I, in August. Perfect. It's good. Oh, yeah, it's perfect. Oh, that's right. Okay, let's, let's do it. it. Then we'll, we'll take a train to DC and then we'll make it work. We'll make it. We'll hang out for like a, two days or something. I would love oh, that. I, I want to do four. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's it. a lot because you got the museums, which are all free, which is super dope. You, you can have Jerome. Uh, you can have a uh, Jamie open up at the Rock Creek. Social. Yeah, for sure. Come get busy. Yeah. We'll set, we'll set it up, man. Whatever you want to play. I have a girl feeding me a grilled cheese sandwich as a DJ. I mean, do do it. Whatever works for you, bro. <laughs> yo, easy with the ketchup. Okay. Hey, yo. Okay. Hey. Ketchup, <laughs> ketchup and cheese. I, like I don't like the way you're looking we, we at your I mom. haven't seen that talking about that grilled cheese. I haven't seen that. I haven't seen that offer yet. But I mean, whatever works for you, bro. I want hey. you to enjoy yourself. Don't oh, be shit. mad when I pull up with the mommies in the summer dress. There's, oh, yeah. there's a ton of them. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, I gotta, I gotta say, some of the most beautiful women I've ever seen in DC. I would agree. Sure. Yeah, like yeah. beautiful. Yeah. Like, I'm in love with AOC right now. AOC's fire. Yeah, yeah. That's the BX, yo. AOC. um, Straight uptown. She was at a party that I did. I did the party Friday. It was so good that she heard about it and came Saturday. It was like an art exhibit that we did. Oh, shit. Um, Yeah, so I missed her by a day. But everybody said she was super cool, super just like down to earth. Yeah, she's from BX. I mean, you know. She she because she's also a target, you know what I'm saying? Like when, when you see that's my ski, that's the shit hood, that scares she has me. A hood on, she wears sunglasses. Like somebody caught her in Trader Joe's, hood on, sunglasses, real low key, like just uh-huh. throwing the shit in her back. I mean, you can you never know what those people out there, you know what I'm saying? And Damn. even like I said, when you come into the city, you deal with less of that the red hat mentality, but you never know when there's that one person that wants to. She's scared. To I, I'm 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 literally scared for her. Like. I think she like she's definitely a. She needs the goons. You got goons. Um, you know, we'll talk about that off camera. All right. <laughs> Thank uh, you for coming through. But um, <laughs> you know she she she's out though. She and when people when they saw her they said they 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 mobbed her. Just the amount of love she got. I mean, we're at an art exhibit. Like it's a cool cool function. We're playing like you know disco records and that's that's cool that she came through. She came man. through and like it was the highlight of the event. One of the highlights and um. You, you get know, a picture. Nah, because she was there the next night. He missed her, uh, by Like I said, we killed it. Me and my homie Tom killed it, and she came the next night. So, Damn. But she's around, you know what I mean? And um, I think people like that with her, they want to see her. Yeah, and now, yeah. That they, now that she's starting to show face a little more, I mean, yo, the sky's the limit with her, in yeah. my opinion. You know I saying? agree. In, in my opinion, the sky's I think, the limit. I think she's going to run. Uh, she has to run. But I think, what, 24? We got to wait. She yeah, has to be 35. Times. Oh, she's how, how old is she? She's, she's 29. Oh, okay. She's my age. So she has to wait till like twenty eight to run. Yeah, oh, I'm, I'm not mad at that. I'm not she, mad at that. I'll here. wait for that shit if we're alive. Hey, if man, we are. come on, we are, <laughs> Jerome. You come here with some peace, and then you, I was. It was all I had to think about it. I don't know. <laughs> the polar ice is melting, bro. You know what I mean? I know. I know. Um, wait. So the way when you DJ and shit, like. And you're like stirring and shit. No one yeah. complains about that shit. Nah. Like you're going off on. I'm getting busy. I'm you're in your zone. Yeah, you're in your zone. I know what to play to get to get the crowd rocking. <clears throat> if the local, if Shy Glizzy, if the local rappers are in there, I know what records they want to hear. Like yeah, I'm yeah. just doing my job. You know, what I'm saying? I know when to switch it up to just clear the floor or to like to help drive the bar sales again. And so if you come to, if you come to me with the request, it's kind of like 
you just you just breaking it up. But it's even you don't even like motherfuckers really coming in to like give you a pound and shit. What's up, bro? See, I'm wor- I mean we working. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, listen, you're gonna be a great host and you pull that shit on me, I'm gonna leave. No, no, you're good. We're gonna set you up for success. Okay. You're good. Great. But the rest of these dudes is like, I mean, it's cool. I appreciate y'all coming out, but at the same time I'm working there's a ton of girls in here who you should be talking to. Yeah, yeah. You don't need to spend time talking to me. This I'm is, here. Jerome Baker isn't like my new reference now when motherfuckers tell me. Like yo yo yo, you too fucking. Nah. You want to smile when you DJ? Jerome? <laughs> exactly. I'm gonna it's be cool. like yo. Have you seen Jerome Baker the third? Nah, stone face. <laughs> I mean, stone I'm face. up there working. What do you want? You know, that's all I got for you. What do you want? But I mean, you know, I have a good time, man. I love the DJ. I've been doing it a long time. I want to keep doing it for as long as possible. Um, well, if you want to travel, I'm hopefully, hopefully, man, we'll see you in Vegas soon, man. I think you, yeah. you're, you're nasty, bro. I mean, I think it's just a matter of like. Being politics patient. Is politics. I mean, I I'm learning that. Yeah. In DC, I didn't have to play the politics. There yeah. are no. Po- it's kind of like they hear about you. You play once or twice, and then you're in the mix. And I've been in the mix for ten years now. So like, I haven't had to worry about that. But you know, I speak to people like Neil Jackson. Shout out to Neil Jackson, yes. the homie, right? Mm-hmm. But Neil will tell you the truth of like, yo, Neil will go. To, Neil will be playing in a city on Saturday and be there like Wednesday. And I'm like, oh, I get it, bro. Like you're shaking hands, you're kissing babies, you're, you're, you're. And I mean, Neil has management, but to still go the next, to go the next step to try to ensure those relationships. And that might that might be the next step for you is just to work with a homie that can, yeah, yeah represent sure. you on a, on a wider yeah. scale because you're doing so much. You're making, you're doing a podcast, you're doing, uh, you're, you're doing COVID. production, mm-hmm. you're working at Commonwealth, and then you're DJing on top of and that. And you're done. And your dad, yeah. Shout out to my, my Isabella. For you sure. got the cutest kid. You're the my kid's tight. <laughs> um, <laughs> but you know, like I just, I try to just stay patient, and I just try to take advantage of all the opportunities that come my way. Yeah. And uh, I mean, I think I, it's time. Management is definitely, I think, 2019 goal. Right. You now. know, I mean, it's it's there. It's cool if it's there. If not, then you keep pushing. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Like I don't, I don't want to say I'm not going to turn it down per se mm-hmm. if it's the right fit. But you know, like I feel like personally, if I can hang with cats who have management who I respect because yeah, yeah. I understand like not everybody gets on f- for skills I, you guys had that conversation before right, right. Yeah. so um, but if I if, if people who I respect say that I'm nice or that I'm good then I'm cool with that yeah right I do understand that there's a that I probably have hit a ceiling in DC mm-hmm. so it's up to me to sort of put my things together and offer as much as I can as a DJ and then maybe a little bit more with the podcast or you know have, I have a radio show and, and stuff like that you know what I'm saying so I understand the game but the politics w- is like they don't really exist in DC so to have to play them is just a whole new sort of thing right I'm aware of it I'm not naive to it but you I've heard I've heard the stories I've heard the things that are going on and I'm just like man I mean to do all that to get this I can stay in DC and just yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't have to take less. You know what I'm saying? Like, I get my money in DC. My kid is right there. Traveling is dope, but it's just tiring, bro. Even you'd never like traveling. You know that shit wears you out for a couple days after, man. Sometimes it does a little bit. You know what I mean? And well, I think it's it's gratifying too to know that you're you're wanted. And that you can go to another city and and do your thing and Mm -hmm. exactly, it's a gratification there. Like I mean, you like said, I said, you want to go in there, and yeah. You, know, you want to be amongst the best, yeah, and for sure. And like for me, like I just want, I want to play the parties that are in those cities. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? So playing like the Lock and Keys or like you know Sean G's party. Like I said, there's a party in Boston called the Wave, super dope. Uh, being able to do everyday people, I've done it like six times. Like 
that's amazing. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Like, if you've never seen Palance in person, it's the yeah. greatest shit ever. You know what I'm saying? Like, just to be on the same stage with Mo was playing at and, and understand what's going on. Like, yo, like, th- those are fulfilling things to me, right? Yeah, yeah. And even though I'm not necessarily playing at this club or that club, so to speak, I know I can get busy if the opportunity comes my way. In my mind, it's just like you got to just keep plugging away. Nice. That may not be the truth, but that's how I feel in my mind. So it's like nah, I sleep it. well at night knowing that. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, so yeah. I try to remain positive and just, you know, it's, it's going to it's I gonna think, I up. mean, uh, out of a lot of the DJs out there, I would love to see you traveling a lot more. But I just think it's a lifestyle change. Like, you know, For really sure. take care of yourself. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Uh, especially as we get older. Like, it's fucking, it wears you out. Bro. I mean, listen, I have a torn ACL right now. Oh. Right? I, had a, I tore my ACL in August. I didn't have insurance. So I went and got like a slight sort of MRI, and yeah. that was three hundred and eighty dollars. And I was like, right, I'm gonna wait till I get insurance yeah. to get the full MRI. Right? So I just got insurance a couple of weeks ago. So when I get back to DC, I'm gonna get an MRI next. Jesus. So oh, if yeah. I have, so if I have surgery, yeah. As much as a physical um, process, it's a it's an economic process. For yeah. Me, right. Yeah. Because I don't necessarily have somebody that's saying, okay, well we're gonna he'll be good in six months or he'll be good in six weeks. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like. I've still got to hit promoters every day, like, yo, like, I'm all right. You know what I'm saying? I'm good. I work in nightclubs that one of the nightclubs has 100 steps going up there. Yeah. You can't do that with a, with a, with a, in a, that's when you got to do the Rock Creek social, you know, ACL, uh, <laughs> go fund me, go party. I mean, at you know that point, at that point, own. I haven't figured that out yet, but I will soon. But, you know, like, um, this healthcare shit is a big deal for DJs because I know a lot of DJs who are not covered at all. Yeah, you know sure. what I mean? Yeah. I mean, now that I see that taken out of my account, I sleep better at night. But, you know, like, I think the the, the drinking is something that I've con- controlled. Yeah, yeah. Um, I used to get busy. And now I <laughs> used to get busy. And now I chilled. You know what I mean? Just because, like, I'm 38. So, yeah, yeah. you know, I understand that the recovery, I don't have time to recover. Um, I take my daughter to school every day. Right. So if I get home at 3 o'clock, I gotta be up at seven, and if I have a hangover, that's my bad. You know what right. I'm saying? That's me being irresponsible. Mm-hmm. So whether I want to or not, sometimes I can't. You know what I'm saying? Um, I thought the whole point was just to keep drinking and be drunk when you took your kid to school. No, okay. because you'd be like mad okay. fun and happy. You gotta, you gotta dr- they gotta drive to school, so you can't be like those parents would be like, uh, Mr. Baker, Mr. Baker came to school, and I'd be like, you know what? Yeah, I'm, I pictured Jerome walking his kid to school. I do, I do. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, but that's like, not bad. You're a little tipsy, yeah. like yeah, what up? At the PTA meeting, yeah, yeah. Nah. Just being all loud <laughs> and shit. Um, but, you know. <laughs> <laughs> I think I think the DJ thing is is super, especially as we get older. I think guys are starting to get they they get a little more mental though, mm-hmm. right? Because they're like, all right, especially like DC doesn't have the best exit strategy. You don't know how you're gonna leave. You've been DJing for ten, maybe fifteen years, and then you realize you're in your late thirties, early forties, and you're like, well, what do I have to show for it? And that can be like a defeatist. Well, sort you of have a lot to show for. I it. do, but yeah, I'm saying, yeah. but like we're talking about like, people's mental health and like how they oh, feel yeah, about yeah, DJing. Yeah, yeah. So like. I know you did the you did the uh, the conference in Colorado. Yeah. So like I don't know if they talked about mental health, but I know a lot of guys like DC is starting to get to the age where guys are starting to age out a little bit, and they're not sure what they're gonna do next. Right. And that can affect you mentally as well. Oh, for sure. Because you're like, yo, I'm X amount of age. There's 23 year olds in the club, and mm-hmm. like if you if you don't have two or three good nights, people start to second second guess themselves. Right. And it just it, there's a lot that can be you know sort of. Um, that can, you can process. Sometimes you overthink things. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, you know, I, I think we all have to focus on our health in every way, shape, or form just to make – because this lifestyle isn't 
it's not easy. Yeah, it can be know? tough. Like, uh, I've spoken to some DJs, and they go through it where they just they see everything that every other DJ is doing, mm-hmm. and they're like, well, why don't I have those opportunities, and why isn't my career moving that fast? And, you know, it's, it's one of those things that I tell them all. It's like, just stay active and don't look at what other people or motherfuckers are doing and just right. look at your progress. And that's the, the, the only way you can do it. It's just like, if you start looking at everyone else's shit, you're going to get depressed. Absolutely. You know what I mean? Absolutely. Start to go a little crazy. Yeah. You know, overstressing yeah. and everything. Yeah. So, but you gotta yeah. just, that's when you got to just kind of simplify life. And that's when you have to be, I think, in my opinion, grateful for what you have. Yeah. Because there's somebody who wants what you have. Even you want what somebody else has. Somebody who just that's the shit. Exactly, as man. bad off as you might you might think you are, like there's someone <laughs> that you're doing better than. You know? <laughs> they they want to be where you have. Somebody running for your spot all the time. Yeah, you know yeah. what I'm saying? For and sure. like, it's cool. Like, that's his life. You know what I mean? Yeah, like. Yeah. But um, as long as you stay on top of your game, then I think that, you know, the results will be positive for the yeah, most yeah. part, for sure. Yeah. No, I totally agree, man. You're doing it, too. Like, you're doing, you're dabbling in production. You're doing the podcast. Mm-hmm. And, you know, whether one thing works better than the other or whatever, you just got to stay active to me, Absolutely. Man. If you're just not doing anything, it's the worst shit because you're, obviously, you're just giving yourself so much time to overthink things and, like, mm-hmm. you overanalyze shit mm-hmm. and it goes the wrong way. So the best thing yeah. to do is just to stay active all the time. For man. sure. Absolutely. Yeah, man. Is there anything else we want to touch on? Pause. <laughs> I don't know what's that sound. Let's just wrap it up. I keep it keeps getting worse and worse. You hear it or do I? Yeah, oh, yeah I do. No, oh, okay. No, I've just been ta- trying to talk over it. <laughs> yeah. yeah, just wrap it up. Yeah. All right, cool. Um, word. Anything yeah. else? No? I mean, no? Yeah, Where can they find you at? Where can they find you at, Jerome? Uh, Jerome Baker, the number three RD on all social media. Okay, make sure yeah. you add the third because at Jerome Baker third. Yes, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Make sure you add the third. The third. Other than that, you're not gonna find me. You're a great receiver in Ohio State, by the way. <laughs> Ohio State, they made bongs <laughs> when I was in high school. Like, it's just it's, it's a fire. It's been a great life. Nice. Know? And then the podcast, we're gonna find that. Yeah, it's called What's the Podcast. We're on uh, iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play. Shout out to my people i do that with and then if you're in dc uh the rock creek, uh, rock creek social, social club, club yeah is on sundays right saturdays saturdays yeah we do saturdays at marvin um we do uh we, we just you know check us at rockcreeksocialclub.com everything's up there go, man. go hang out at commonwealth go bug him. come to the shop you know what i mean go i'm there shit. sunday monday tuesday um yeah. me and omar on uh tuesdays i miss omar I miss Omar. Omar's been old, man. He's almost 30. He's just? I'm just saying, he's been 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 in the shop since he was 18. That's crazy. Yeah. That's a long time. Yo, (laughs) yeah. He's been (laughs) there a long time. I'll tell y'all that. (laughs) (laughs) YouTube.com slash road podcast. Subscribe, comment, and like. Hit the notification little bell. Shout out to PDOT. He was on time. Yeah, yeah. For the first time. Um, yo, Jerome, thank you for coming through. No, thank like you you're guys. literally you, one of my favorite people. Thank like you, I swear to God, thank you, man. Thanks for coming through. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. All right, uh, big shout out to DJ City. This is all presented by DJ City, and we out. Peace. Peace. Peace.